1069. Welcome to the Sansbury Show on Rock 1069. It's New Tour Tuesday. Coming up at 9 o'clock, you're getting brand new Big Sean. Eminem's part of that. That song's called No Favors. It's already all the rage online. New Zach Brown, My Old Man. We'll take a listen to that. And then new Nickelback, Haters. New Nickelback, Feed the Machine, I believe is what that uh, song is called. And then locally, out of New Philly, you get The Brothers. We'll play a song of theirs. I'm joined, as always, by Matthew Fantone. How are you? Uh, pretty good. What a star-studded new Turt Tuesday. And I kind of forgot it was Tuesday. And as soon as you said it, you should have seen my face. I was like, holy crap. That's why I wasn't looking at you. <laughs> I was like, no, he, I, I could see you off the corner of my eye. It felt like you were waving me off. And I knew it. I knew it was Tuesday. I was like, nah, nice. I'm, not, I'm not going for the tall nice. guys. Uh, I'm not going for your trickery. And here's why. why is that? I knew it was Tuesday. So yesterday, right at the end of the program, we started to play, I think, was it Freebird? And that's like 10 minutes long. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I said to you, I was like, no, 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 In the middle of the song, I was like, no, 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 back her down. And then give me something else. I need six minutes back. We didn't want to wait through Freebird. And I had kind of made the joke. I was like, dude, it's like 45 degrees outside. It's beautiful, sunny. I got to get out of here. I got to play some golf. You do have to get So out I ended up not doing that because I feel a cold coming on. Uh. And so yesterday I went home and I didn't feel great. And I was like, and I was still tired from being up from the Super Bowl. Right. And I felt like kind of like a cold starting to come on, so so I uh, so I used a little I used a little self restraint. And Phantom will tell you that's not like me. No, not at all. That's not like me. Not you, even close. you give me forty five degrees, sunny, beautiful day in the middle of February. It's like let's grab the clubs, let's go, let's go walk nine holes. But I didn't do it. I used a little self restraint yesterday. I was like, ah, you, you can feel a cold coming on. Don't do this. Uh, let's stay home. And dude, I was asleep, asleep, out cold by six fifteen last night. I like how Stansbury tries to blame the Super Bowl, not the Saturday night before the Super Bowl. I saw how you tried to get that one over on him, Stansbury. I saw that one. Yeah, blame Tom Brady. I don't care, dude. All right. So, the, yeah, the Saturday before the Super Bowl, yeah, I think I went to bed around 6 a.m. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. That was a. Uh... Belichick's fault. <laughs> Um, but uh, good. I'm glad that you- actually I don't even know who that guy's name is. I don't know whose fault it was. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you uh, decided uh, to take care of yourself. Because no, I did, I, dude. Honestly, at this point, I feel like everybody's kind of dropping like can, flies with sickness. Right well, now. I know Keith Kennedy from 98.1 is kind of feeling yeah. it. He was posting about it. I know, um, like the, one of his cohorts, Meg White. Right. She's not feeling so great. You said something yesterday about starting to maybe feel something. Then I kind of had. I was like, okay, no, no, no. Being outside all day is not the right call today. Yeah, my girlfriend got. Sick recently within like the last week, so she was sick. And I mean, I think it's just right now, Stark County is like weather pumped. up, down, up, right. down, up, down. Which I don't know if that really does anything, but we all think let me it does. let me hold on to it. Let me. Well, <laughs> I need I need that old wives tale. And that's a big part of the of the sickness is 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 how you perceive it. And it's like, oh, dude, well, it's up and down and up and down, and I'm sick. And you just like, all right, well, I am sick. You let <laughs> yourself have to it. be to be truthful. I've never heard a white coat say that. I've it's always been my mom or like right. an aunt of somebody right. or like it's a white coat has never told me that. Well, who knows if white coats are be, to be believed anymore, dude. They might be putting those false facts on us. You I was know what I'm say, saying? facts. When I was growing up, they smoked cigarettes right. the, while, while examining you. So, I mean, yeah, I guess who, who knows. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Two things I want to talk about. Uh, number one, over the weekend, I was on the Certified Marks podcast, which is a WWE podcast, uh, and the episode dropped yesterday. Oh, this is why I was tagged and stuff. Yeah, a lot of the listeners were pretty excited about it. Oh, and good. If you like me and if you like WWE, it's the podcast for you. Certified Marks, you can find them on all the social media outlets. Is there a way to link that to our base uh, so we get some hits? I could I could see what I could see what I could do on that. I just don't know if I have like 
uh, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's legally allowed. The to embedded or whatever. Well, but since it's a podcast and it's our radio station, I didn't know if there was any conflict of interest kind of coming uh, around there. Yeah, there might. You know be. what I mean? But uh, nonetheless, I was on a podcast. Like I said, certified Mark. Shout out to them. Have you ever done my buddy's pod, wrestling podcast? My no. buddy Josh's wrestling no. podcast? No, I'm, right, I'm going to get on him about that. Okay, I want to do the podcast world tour of wrestling. I do. Uh, uh, Josh does a really good. He uh, for those of you that don't know, Josh is a buddy of mine. He used to work for me. He used to be my phone screener, and he now has a really, 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 really good job with Elvis Duran in New York City. Like He's got a killer job with Elvis Duran. And on the side of that, now he uh, he does like, like a wrestling podcast. I'll, I'll reach out. I'll get you on Josh's show. Do you? Because he gets like big name. Because dude, all those guys go through Elvis's studio, and he gets a bunch of people to do it. So I, I, I will. I will get you booked on that. Um, and and and, and you know, it's 2017. <laughs> Podcasts have been pretty big over the past couple of years. Um, do you ever feel like I don't? I don't want to say the desire to do it because no. we have this. No. But like a specialized, like no. hey, if you just talked about golf for an hour, you no. know what I mean? You you have no desire to do anything like uh, that. Uh, no. I'll tell one of the reasons why I won't do it is because it's it's honestly it's all it's doing is loading a gun and pointing it at your head. Right. That's all right. it is. Right. The the uh, the audience today is so intolerant of anything that they find that they're not happy with and the mobilization of people who want to take you down and sooner or later what's going to because somebody asked me for this the other day I want an unfiltered podcast after the show well you're not getting one until corporate comes to me and says you either do this or we're firing you I will never do it because unfiltered means uncensored and now all of a sudden somebody in New Philly is going to be like oh my god he said and now not only do you lose your podcast you lose your radio show so Hell no, dude. It's hell. It's no. a lot easier when you don't have a paycheck on the line. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Well, when when you're just doing, you got nothing to lose, right? When you're just doing your own podcast out of your basement, you I know, got everything to lose. Uh, you know, <clears throat> Monroe you ever, Muffler's not going to fire you because of your your, your underground podcast. Now people are going to start tweeting at me and telling me morning shows that do this, and I'm going to point at you. You notice the host never does it. The host doesn't do it. It's always the underlings. It's always uh, the guy yeah. who gets, you know, paintballs, right. you know, sprayed Phone at his balls. Right. And you know what I mean? It's always those dudes because they don't have as much to lose. Right. Intern double cheeseburgers got nothing to doesn't lose. Doesn't matter. Nothing and the host doesn't, dude, and the host doesn't care if that dude gets blown out. And so, like, it's, uh, it's, I, 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 no, it's I, loading a gun and pointing it at your head. No I, thanks. I, I understand if you're doing, like, the, uh, what do I want to say here? Like, the, like, Stansberry Raw or whatever. But if you were doing Stansberry on the sticks and you just talked to golf for an hour? I don't know. I, I mean, would do it, but nobody cares enough. Yeah, like, true, I mean, that's true. another, nobody cares true. about golf enough. That's you know true. what they I mean? Have to, they have his own channel, though, right? I think Stansberry, the golf program, might not be the worst idea. I'm just okay. saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> you can do your weekly PGA wrap-up. You talk about your own personal game, shortcomings, you know, improvements you've made over the past week. I'm just saying, I don't know. Dude, I got four hours a day to fill. <laughs> you know? Like, I got, I got plenty of opportunity <laughs> to tell you about my eight iron problems. And, and that's the thing, too, is we have this avenue. We already have somewhere we can we can have our voices heard. I and understand our people you know. want it, but you got to understand that it, all it is anymore is ammunition for people who want to get you fired. That's all it would be. And no thanks. No, thank you. I need this paycheck as long as I can get. Now, what I will tell you is, if we lose this job, yeah. and I don't think we will anytime soon. Actually, we're supposed to sign a deal this crossed. week. Supposed to be signing our deal this week. But if we were to lose this job, I had always said before I wouldn't do one. Now I probably would. 
Like, now I probably would be like, okay, you know what? Now's the time. I'm sick and tired of going into, like, new radio stations and yeah. having to learn a new boss yeah. and learn their madness. I'll just go spend $1,000, get all the equipment, start doing it out of my house. And I probably would do it now. The only thing with it is, and, I mean, you know, God bless radio for it, is we get a paycheck every two weeks. And I'm sure if you're Adam Carolla or if you're one of the big podcasts out right now. It took right Adam now, Carolla five years to make money, right. though, and he had Like, money, it took him five years. And he had money to take care of himself during Damn that Patrick did the same thing. Dan Stansbury doesn't have that option. No, I don't have the money. Right. Right. I, I have the ability, I have the talent, I have the people willing to listen, I have all that. I don't have the money to withstand not having a paycheck. Even like even like the mid- But I could bartend around it. Right. Even the yeah, mid- And that's what podcast, I would do. I feel like those those people who are selling a decent amount of commercials, maybe two commercial breaks with a couple of commercials in there, you're not making enough to live. It's it's supplemental income at that point. It's right. a passion project. And to get up to that next level of where I don't have to have another job, that'd be a tough that'd be a tough tough road to hoe. It always looked to me like it didn't look like you were fighting to do what you did. It looked like you were fighting not to let it go. And, you know, when I first left MMS and people were like, you know, you should do a podcast. And I, and I said to my buddy Josh, as a matter of fact, and uh, he was there. and He was kind of helping me pack up my house or whatever. And he's like, you should you should do this. And I said to him, and this might be the wrong outlook, but I said to him then, and I don't know how I really feel about it now. I didn't even know we were going to go here. But I said to him then, this was years ago, 2009. I said, once you've played in the NBA, you don't go back to shirts and skins. Like, it's just like there's something once you've tasted the pro level, it's it's hard. It's hard to get traded back down. Uh, yeah, but I mean, my it, outlook would be different today. That's, I think. that's what I was going to say. And it was probably different 10 years ago. But now podcasting was different in 2009, too. Like, it was like Internet dating in the 90s. It was like, oh, you're going to do that. Like, that's the way it was looked at. But, and now Stefan Marbury playing in China. Allen Iverson ready to play in that three on three ice cube league. You know Fair. what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, I, I take your point. But, you know, the maybe, world's different. Maybe 10 years later, it's a little different. Yeah, the world's totally different now. So my outlook would maybe change change on that i uh but no like the uncensored version of this no because honestly because you guys can't handle it the audience can't handle it. it's extra show it's extra work if you say to me fantone hey for free we're doing an extra hour of show no we're not what are you talking about dude? honestly that part doesn't bother me at all it doesn't but i know i've seen this i've seen it happen i know guys who work for this very company who were doing it and doing like and they like the whatever cast and they were doing it out of their house and letting people see their lives and then they started to be who they really were and we do a better job of that than most radio shows, so let's make that clear right now. You know what I mean? I, like, I hate when you know, people always say to me, like, the show's real, real. And that's one of those words that gets you so often now, it sounds like a buzzword to me that I don't even really enjoy. Like, the word I like using for this program is authentic. That's what it is. It's authentic. And so guys started doing that when they started doing these podcasts, and guess what happened? Audience was like, nope. Boss was like, nope, and see you later. Uh-uh. Dude, you guys are super pissy about where you buy Tide, and I need to keep you all on my side. That's what happened. So you're not getting the uncensored I say the F word podcast. That's not happening. That is not happening. Bro, real quickly before yeah. we head to this break. Has the no defense from the NFL jumped into the, into the NBA 140 to 135 last night? Scoring points is what they want. It's at the end of the day, 
a, any sporting event, the goal is to score more points than your opposition. So I'm not going to fault the Cavaliers. But yeah, dude, 140 to 135. This was overtime. overtime. Okay. It was overtime. All right. I, I don't know what the score was at the end of regulation. I don't have the answer to that. And it's the Wizards, too, who are a very high powered offense. Are really they? Good, really good front, you know, like guys that are able <clears> to play, guys that are able to play that fast tempo basketball. So, you know. LeBron fouled out? Yeah, LeBron, dude, it's overtime. Overtime you know? going to yeah, happen? It's overtime. I heard Irene, uh, uh, dude, I heard my boy Kyrie, my Mr. Cavalier, my Cavalier, uh, took over and, like, well, hoisted the whole team on his back there. Wow, well, big shot from Kyrie last night. It felt like he had seen it before. It felt like a little, uh, little, little, little throwback to June when he, uh, when he, when he put the dagger in Steph Curry's heart. Um, but no, you're starting to see the Cavaliers click again and obviously to go on the road, play in overtime against one of the, one of the better young teams in the NBA. It was a, uh, it was, it was a confidence building victory for the Cavs last night. All right, 140 to 135. Cavs win in overtime last night. I, when I heard that this morning, I was like, Jesus, no, nobody d up. Nobody. We, we, we need JR back in a big, big way. All right. So it turns out part of your happiness, what gets built into that, is where you are. So I will tell you where to be to be your happiest next on Rock 106.9. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, Welcome back to the program on Rock 106.9. We're online for you at WRQK.com. Head over there and uh, watch an out-of-shape woman hump a sidewalk in public. Jeez. Yeah, no, public uh, humping is now a thing. Humping sidewalks is now a thing. Public humping, sure. I've, I've heard of public humping, but sidewalk humping? Yeah. Sidewalk public humping is the thing now. That video's, that video's up for you. WRQK.com. Uh, I was able to take a listen to an interview with Michael Mulvihill, who is the executive vice president of Fox Sports, uh, yesterday about the ratings of the Super Bowl and the ratings of the Lady Gaga show during the Super Bowl. So we have that around 7 o'clock. We'll get into that. Find out where Lady Gaga fits in like the all-time greats of Super Bowl shows. Um, before we do that, speaking of all-time greats, your boy LeBron James, King James, tweeted out after the Super Bowl, congratulations, Brady. Brady equals GOAT, greatest of all time there. Now, LeBron and I, we agree here that I agree that Tom Brady is the greatest uh, quarterback ever. I took a beating yesterday uh, via some of the listener response, and I heard this yesterday. You know, Brady dropped back 70 Three times in that Super Bowl. 73 times he dropped back in that game. Chris Hogan played 97 snaps. Junior Elderman, 100 snaps. The game has changed, and that's why I think it's all right when people are like, well, you know, Bradshaw won four. Yeah, but Terry threw 30 passes a year. Like, Terry himself on, uh, on the Super Bowl pregame show said, look, we just didn't throw the ball enough in my era. We just didn't throw it enough in my air for me to be one of those guys. Well, and I guess you have to take that into consideration, and that's why I think there's never going to be a definitive answer on this, is because like no somebody yes, no the, records stand, and then somebody beats the record, oh, right? But the but the game has changed, and everybody's always talking about oh well, they don't play defense in the NFL now, and it's all so offensively minded. Every rules for the offense. Everybody's trying to protect quarterbacks. What if Bradshaw? Or what if Joe Montana would have played in the era of protected quarterbacks? How much better would he have been? How much better would Brady have been if he would have been able to stay with the team consistently throughout? Here's his what life? I'm going to say about that. You want? I'll answer that question. And people are going to think I'm crazy about this, but I guarantee you I'm right. Tom Brady would have played better with the 49ers team than Montana would play with the current New England team. I guarantee it. Dude, you can name 10 Hall of Famers that Montana played with. Who has, dude, name me the best player Tom Brady's had. 
See? <laughs> See? When you go to Montana, I can list you six offensive guys and five defensive guys. Like, Brady's best player is like, well, Randy, but they didn't win the title. Okay, well, Randy, but they didn't win the title. Well, Randy, I mean, like, like that's it. Like, I, I mean, who else does he, I mean, he doesn't, the whole thing this year, the whole thing all year was, well, he doesn't have any receivers. And now, I what I did like is that I had multiple guys go on TV shows and say that's reverse racism. And because people don't want to admit that white guys can play uh, wide receiver, I heard multiple wide receivers in the league say that, and I was happy to hear it because a little bit of that, that is true. But because those guys can obviously play a little bit, but they're not, they're not the, they're not Chris Carter, they're not Jerry Rice, they're not T.O. They're not, you know what I mean? So, like, dude, Montana's teams were stacked. John Taylor was amazing. Dude, those teams were stacked. Brady would still be good with Montana's team. I think Montana would be good. I don't know if he's as good with not as much talent around him. I don't know. But I know for sure Brady is because I can watch it every week. But LeBron's calling him the GOAT. Now I'm calling him the GOAT. Now here's what we know. LeBron probably wants to push that conversation because... Nobody wants to admit that he's the GOAT either, but I said this yesterday, I took a beating about it online, that smart people already consider LeBron to have passed Jordan. That's how I look at it. That the people that want to be in the know and smart and don't want to hold on to revisionist history already admit that LeBron's better than Jordan. There you go. So it turns out, you always hear this, you know, happiness is a state of mind. It's a state of mind. If you just choose happiness, you'll have it. Now, that is a good system to strive to use. I don't know that it's 100% accurate. It's a decent yardstick or it's a decent like uh, idea to, to, to reach for. It's not a silver bullet, but I think it's valid. You know what I mean? Like, it's certainly not like, well, oh boy, hey, my, my, you know, my, my husband just died of cancer and, you know, my, my dog just got hit by a car and, you know, this just happened. And of course, there's going to be moments that you can't overcome with like will. But I think there is a decision to be made every day of like, well, how am I going to respond to the how things you re- that happen? Well, in my life? life is 90% how you react to it. But what I'm saying to you is that if you're the kind of person who's sitting at home in the afternoon and you're not happy, Sitting there going, well, if I just think I am, I will be. That's not going to be it. Like, you do need to be a little bit fulfilled inside, and you need to, you just, well, honestly, if you're not happy, my guess is you're not interested. Like, you're not, you're not reaching out for more, would be my guess. Uh, okay. I, 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 okay. Because that, because that to me is the decision to, to be happy. It's not just, I'm going to be happy today, flick the switch. It's like, no, you have to put effort into that decision. Well, and I think it's an everyday thing. I think if you're just going to say, hey, I'm going to just be happy one day, of course not that's not happen. going to work. Right. But when it comes down to like, hey, something small went wrong in my life. Don't I, freak out. Am I going to freak out? Am I right. going to get depressed? Or am I going to deal with it? And, and just it, understand and that this happens to everybody. When you make the decision to deal with it, you're going to build more happiness and you're, you know accumulate more. It turns out where you are can totally depict how happy you are you are and this shouldn't be shocking i guess for the second time in a row hawaii is the happiest place for people to live now you know how these studies work they gather you know a group of people they ask them so it's not indicative of everybody but overall they, they you know they uh, they interviewed people from every state and it seems as if hawaii has the happiest of people now that doesn't shock me Okay. Cost of living's really high over there. Cost Homeless li- rate really high over there, right? But it's but it's all you know. You okay. know what I mean? And so like maybe like dude, if milk is six bucks, milk is six bucks. It's not like it's not like here, like if we had to wake up tomorrow and pay Hawaii prices for right. milk, you'd be like, What in the hell? Right. But if it's the way you live, it's the way you live. 
And because I thought about that too, I was like, man, it is expensive to live there. Like I know people. My old radio boss lived there. A homelessness, unemployment, and cost of living are always the things I hear against Hawaii. The things I hear like, don't, yeah, I see don't, it. don't go there. Well, don't how many try jobs to live could there. there be? Well, exactly. And I mean, you're dealing with you you're know, on an island, right? You, you've only got <laughs> yeah. you've so, so many opportunities in front of you. But the I, but I could understand how the idea of ocean beaches beautiful weather how i mean dude the nice weather puts you in a good mood like i definitely noticed that my overall attitude every time i move home from the west coast every time for two years i'm miserable because the weather here just sucks it does like this part of the country is better ultimately for me but the weather in the midwest is terrible there's not a decent midwest state for weather there's not one and the weather's just bad. So, like, if you live in L.A., you live in California, whether you get sun and oceans and stuff like that. So I understand how Hawaii could be that. I've also heard, though, that you get that trapped in paradise feeling. And and, and I don't know. I've never even been to Hawaii, let alone live there. But like I said, I worked for my old, uh, my old radio boss, Tom, did. He loved it. He was there 15 years. And... He, you know, he claimed it was like, man, it's just beautiful. He's like, you wake up every day and you just realize he's like, you're in those places where only the earth can really wow you anymore. You know what I mean? He's like, and Hawaii is one of those places where the earth wows you daily. He's because you see it and it's like, oh my God, mountains, volcanoes, oceans, beaches, pretty people. Everybody's wearing less clothing. Everybody's sun tanned and looking good. Now, yeah. inev- inevitably, inevitably, you get onto the treadmill of of well, this is my day to day life, and I'm not, you know, it doesn't. I work at Costco here too, right? right. I'm paying my bills here. I'm watching sure. the Big Bang Theory here, just like I would in in Canton, Ohio. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd be a liar to say that waking up and like being in, in better weather every day wouldn't make you make you happy. For sure, it does. I mean, seasonal affectiveness disorder is a thing. We see it all the time with people. I rallied against that early on, but now the science is out. West Virginia, Kentucky, and Oklahoma are the least happy states. So as I'm rallying about the weather, 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 right? Guess what the second state with the happiest people was? Alaska. Really? And then South Dakota. Um, now, those places, I'm going to tell you what that is. Because now it's ma- behind that's Maine, then Colorado. You're getting into God's country there. Right. You're it, getting into wide open spaces. I got a bunch of land. It's nice. And that's what those people prioritize. If you move right. out to South Dakota, if you're like, yo, I'm going to go live up in Alaska, you're going there for the privacy, for right. the, for, right, get for the God's country. You're right. getting there for, for you, right, for the being able to sit there and just be in peace and that whole thing. Yeah. So that's, uh, so Hawaii apparently is where we need to go. Where's Buckeye State Land? Ohio up there? Uh, honestly, it did not make a, li- it did not make the list of an honorable mention in either way. Like it's, um, it, Middle of the pack there. Yeah, no, it's like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we are legitimately, man, like 45th. That's kind of 45th happiest, so we're yeah. like pretty close to the bottom there. Yeah, right? 45th happiest. That, that doesn't, no, it doesn't surprise me at all. Doesn't surprise me at all. It's, uh, it, it's that's just the way it is. We, I, I mean, Ohio's always kind of been known to be like Chicago a little bit like this too. We're we're, we're cold. We're bitter. We're 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 staunch. And uh, and that's just the way we are. We're also alcoholics. I mean, we always rank pretty high on that list. And sad, upset, <laughs> just miserable in our lives. I'm telling you, dude, the weather here is crappy. I, I mean, it did fix the guys. weather. Fix the weather, and I bet you fixed a lot of it, <laughs> a lot of that. But I don't see that happening anytime soon. We'll be right back with more Sandsbury Show. Hey, this report is brought to you by Positive Coaching Alliance. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Online at WRQK.com. Missed yesterday, podcast it there. Coming up at 7 o'clock, we'll get you hooked up with a pair of uh, watch party tickets for UFC 208. That's up at the Hard Rock Rock Casino this Saturday night. We'll get you into that. 
Also, 9 o'clock, New Church Tuesday, new Big Sean featuring Eminem, new Zach Brown, new Nickelback, and then out of uh, New Philly, take a listen to a band called Brothers. And I happened to just stumble into Buzzman on Friday night, happened to catch part of their set. They were fantastic. Before I move uh, too much forward, let's remind you, be checking out CSE Federal Credit Union for uh, all of your banking financial institution needs. 100% local, not going to change. If you're carrying a high balance on some credit cards, let's switch it over to a CSE Visa card. Hit up CSEFCU.com. That's where you can take advantage of that offer. That's good up until about April 30th. But you can also stop by any one of the four very convenient CSE locations. And that info can also be found at CSEFCU.com. So it seems to me, Fantone, that anymore... Half of our job is, this was written on a receipt, and we're going to have to do that a little later yeah, in the program, yeah. right? That, we're going to have to do that a little later in the program, where the customer wrote this on a receipt. Oh, my God. Or or, or the employee. Res- or restaurant owner does this. Right. Right? So right. now, receipt later, restaurant owner does this now. Okay? Ready? Okay. And it seems like, like half of my job is this these days. And... I keep saying because it sounds silly to me, but this is the stuff that moves the needle. Okay, and this is the, and it, it, everybody gets to have an opinion on this stuff, and so like then that's why it works. All right, but in North Ridgeville now, somewhat local here, yeah. there's a controversial sign outside of a local auto shop dealer, and it has people upset about it, and the owner of the store. Auto shop. I'm. I'm. I, I think this is like auto body. Oh no, it's auto repair and service. Okay. okay. So, has says been there since 1984, and has put up multiple political signs, funny signs, and things like that. And in years past, most people, even if they didn't agree with it, would just kind of like deal with it, or you know what I mean. People would say, "Oh yeah, it's kind of funny. I, I, I get what you're trying to say there, whatever." But sure enough, this time now, people are super pissed at him. Okay. And he's got a sign out in front of his uh, 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 out in front of his business that says, "If you don't know who you identify as, pull your pants down and look." Now I know people who support that message go, "That's exactly how it works," but pulling your pants down and looking is who you were born as. That does not depict who you identify as. Now, I struggle with the I I identify as this thing. I do, okay? Not that I don't think that it can be real. Not that I don't think that, that, that that there are human beings who believe that they are trapped in a body that they should not be, okay? I, I can maybe see how we could get there. The problem is, and I have said this, and I, and people have been very critical of what I have to say about this, is that I believe that through the constant examining of this stuff and the constant like you have to be you have to be accepting of all this stuff that young people who are confused about their sexuality to begin with before you start entering this stuff start thinking to themselves oh well maybe that's why i feel this way and we start to have more and more of this that's not really what it is and and we're and and now you you're going to start having all this except we're going to push people and people are going to start doing things before they realize no i was just going through puberty and i didn't know right and then, and now they they could be that they identify as a woman in a man's body. They could be, but I think there's going to be a lot of this reaching out for it because you're confused through puberty anyway. 
Now, what I have said about business owners is this, and I maintain, you let them be who they are, and then the market shall depict what their business does. So, I mean, is it that you feel like people are going to question their sexual identity and then become trans even though they're not really? I think you will see people make decisions before they're ready to make that decision before they're really ready to make it because of the because of the magnifying glass that's on this issue and what you'll have people go is ah that's what's going on with me because sometimes it, what it is is it's just uncertainty and now when this gets highlighted when the, when the magnifying glass gets put on this this will feel like certainty of what you're looking for Okay. Okay. I, I. I. You know. I just. I guess. I, I. just wanted clarity on that, and I just kind of wanted to see. You know. A, a further explanation. But I, I. I take your point there, and I. I, I see where you're coming. Do from. Do you remember I, when it's I like being that. 14, like no, 12? Yeah. And it's like uh, I'm not coming at no, you. No. 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 But I understand. I do. I. You know. What I mean, like, what is happening to... with me? Who am I? What is this? Do I like boys? Do I like girls? What the hell? Um, well, I mean, couldn't you say the same thing about a lot of things there, sure. though, though, of, 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 well, homosexuals were too, were too accepting of them and therefore uh, look, people, I don't, confused straight people are going to talk themselves into being right. gay. I guess maybe I was, since everybody doesn't listen to us every day, I should tell people how I feel about this. I'm totally okay with transgender people coming into my bathroom and going, all right, that's, you know what? That's not actually accurate. I'm maybe a little uncomfortable by it, but I'm going to get over it, right? Because it's not my planet. I'll get over it. So I, I'm totally over. I'm t- be who you want, okay? Be who you want. But I also said about Caitlyn Jenner. Fine, you want to chop off your penis? You want to be a woman? That's fine. I get to think it's weird. Yeah, now I course. now here now uh, now and I, I, I so again I want to explain what it is I mean by that. I feel as if I don't ever personalize an attack at any one particular person who's choosing to transgender that I can be as critical about the idea itself as much as I want. As long as I don't persecute anybody doing it, I think the idea of it is ultimately, at the end of the day, strange. Well, and at the end of the day, you really do have to keep in mind here that this is a relatively new mainstream issue, and to expect acceptance right out of the gate, like a 100% Insanity. acceptance rate, Insanity. Uh, of course it is, of course it is. And to try to and to try to further that, you know, w- without giving we've people had time reli- to catch up. We've had rel- Religion in this country forever, and we still aren't accepting of all of those. So, like brand new sex things we created a half a decade ago isn't going to be smooth sailing. That's a great point. Cre- created, I don't know. I think it's always existed. I think put light on within the past half decade and really mainstream light within the past five years. Those like, things mean the same thing to me. Okay. Um, uh, as far as this sign goes, I feel like the dude. I mean, what are you trying to gain here? I mean, what's your victory in this? And I guess being on the news and 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 causing a little bit of chaos and being un PC is fine. Um, you're a piece of crap, but it's your business. It's your sign. You can do whatever you want. See, I'm not sure he's a piece of crap. Isn't he a guy that just might have a sense of humor that's not for everybody? Um, if you're going to if you're going to victim not victimize, but if you're yeah, going I was gonna to, say let's let's be easy on that. If you're going to make a punchline out of people who are already marginalized and 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 do that for no real reason other than hey, I have a sign out in front of my business. Sure, I mean, I guess, but in my opinion, you're a piece of crap. I mean, oh, I, yeah, I can't go there. I, I, I can't go all the way there because I would make that joke in here. And so, if I can do it, then so can a guy that owns a auto body shop. And that's what's ironic about the world is that I bet if I make that joke in here, most people go, uh huh, okay, kind of funny. But you write it. What do I always say? You write it. You put it down, and it's in print, and people read it, and you don't get the, you don't get the tone of it. 
that's where you have a problem. Now, like Twitter's telling me this is very flawed logic. For me, I can be a dick, but I'm not a dick. Yeah, but that's that's apples and oranges. That's your mentality. That's your attitude. That's a completely different thing. There is a little bit of, and there are people who truly believe that you are who you were born as. You know, and and there are people who believe that. And ultimately, I think that the, that the transgender issue. I've said, well, first of all, we've seen it's like point three percent of the population. It's actually not that many people. And my thing is, is that I think it's even less. And that part of it is confusion. I'm not going to call people crazy or they're out of their mind, but I think some of this is confusion, and this feels like the end of my confusion. That must be what's wrong with me. That must be what's going on with me. I think there's some of that. Not all. And I know, see, and I hate that. I hate that today I got to be like, not every single person that is transgender, because that's how the world works now. Like, if you say something, it's definitive against all people. It's not the way, that's not what I'm saying in here at all. But I think that there is a lot of confusion, and this stuff is now like, oh, that must, like, I got to be honest with you. I was sexually molested by neighbors as a kid, okay? So puberty was like this weird, awful time that I spent most of my time in my room crying, trying to figure out, like, what the hell am I going to do? Do I like boys? Do I like girls? What the hell's going on with me? And if this transgender thing was an issue, then I got to be honest with you. I might have been sitting there going... Is this me? Did you ever question if you were gay? For sure. Well, then why didn't you go down that road further? It didn't feel natural to me. So why would transgender have felt natural? I don't know, but what I'm saying is is that that you can't tell me that that's not existing. I'm not a gay man, but I have struggled with it. I have I have questioned my sexuality. All well, first of all, all straight men have questioned their sexuality at least once in life, but I obviously had to do it a little bit more because of being molested as a child. But through that, like I did, I have definitely questioned. I have actually in my adult life, if I when I have relationships with women that break up, I'm like, "Well, Maybe am I forcing what the hell? Like so there like you don't know everything that goes into why people are sexually attracted to what they're sexually attracted. You don't know all of that. Okay? So I think some of this is confusion based. Is question based. Not all. It's not craziness. You're not insane. We don't have to burn you at the stake or any of that stuff, but a lot of this is confusion-based. And I think that side needs to admit that to the side that's fearful of it. But like I said the other day about refugees and all that stuff, what would my dad say to me? Learn first that which you're afraid of before you fear it. Learn it first. That's all. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. On Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Nice job on the bed work. Thanks, buddy. Nice job. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. We're online. WRQK.com. Little links are there for you. Nothing better on a Tuesday than that. New Tour Tuesday coming. Uh, new Big Sean featuring Eminem. No Favors is the name of that. That's, uh, I hear, pretty anti-Donald Trump, so we'll take a listen to that. New Zach Brown, My Old Man, and then Nickelback. Feed the machine for all you Nickelback haters. And uh, I'm going to get up on my hill and prove how wrong you are about Nickelback coming up. I haven't heard the song yet, but I'm sure it's a fastball right down the middle, like what they do. That's what they do. Uh, So uh, we'll do that. We'll also take a listen to a band out of New Philly called Brothers, who I just happened to run into. I was in uh, Busman on first Friday. Saw those guys playing. Thought they were pretty good. Reached out via the audience yesterday. Said, somebody find me these guys. Turns out the guys in the band are in the audience. So they uh, sent in some stuff. We'll take a listen to that. New Philly's finest right there. That's right. Dude, you should read my mentions now, having talked about that auto body shop and the transgender <sighs> sign. 
You should read them. Like the amount of people that are now around me about transsexuality being a mental illness is like, I, honestly, I'm shutting Twitter down. Like I, I have to. I have to. Because I'm just going to spend all day screaming at the top of my lungs at people and I don't want to do it. No, don't. I don't want to do it. Don't. I don't. I'm not going to. I'm in too good of a mood. I slept 11 hours last night. I'm coming down with a little bit of a cold. Yeah, slept 11 hours last night. I'm coming down with a little bit of cold. I climbed right into bed 6.15 last night. Ow. Papa Bear hibernating yesterday. Let's go, yeah. uh, And I woke up really late this morning, like 5.15. That's way late. I'm supposed to be here at 5.15. That's how long I slept. Stansbury rubbing the sleepies out of his eyes, coming out of the cave. Yeah, not good there. (laughs) So we have the Lady Gaga rating. From from the, the Super Bowl halftime show. Oh, so okay. time to come out uh, from behind the lying haters because for the third time in a row, third uh, third year in a row, halftime show beats the rating of the game. And that's why when you make the announcement, it's Lady Gaga. Why is it Lady Gaga? Guys, watch football. We don't care about Lady Gaga. Well, she beat the game rating. So... What are we something, about? something to be said about that is that it's only 12 minutes as opposed to like six hours of game that went on. They well, What they do is they take any 12 minutes of the game. Okay. Okay. That's how they rate. It. Okay. Even like the final, even like the final 12 minutes from, from that, from, from overtime well, in. I'm well, shocked. Thi- well, this year had some serious problems because for two hours, the game was a blowout. And so you right. saw a lot of tune out. Now, overtime went through the roof. Like that went through the roof because everybody came back. So that may have actually overtook Lady Gaga. I only have the overnights for overtime. I don't have the action. What are you what are you tuning out to in the middle of the Super Bowl? Super Bowl? I'm not I mean like and I'm not like I'm not TV saying like, at all. I'm a Super Bowl enthusiast. Maybe you're like, just out. I'm, I'm not. I mean you're just turning the TV off. I mean once you start the Super Bowl, I'm News? not I'm not turning it off. I don't think I never changed the channel the entire time Sunday night. Uh, right. It's not, not like, once. It's not like I switched it over to TBS. Was like, yeah, you know what? I want to watch an episode of Friends. And think about that. Think about the fact like people can't wait. I mean, the Super Bowl. That's how genius it is. It was like we'll get people. We'll get them tricked to watching the ads. And like, right? Like people avoid commercials like the plague. And like not during the Super Bowl. Which can I ask you this question? You're a big NBA guy. Sure. Would it not be as easily served? For pe- now, the audience isn't the same. I understand the NBA Finals nowhere near as watched as the Super Bowl, right? But wouldn't it serve Pepsi, Coke, and these brands to be super creative in World Series? Well, I think they, college play. Do they do that? I, they, I don't I know. Think they do, and I mean that's the thing, though. We talked about it yesterday when we were talking about the commercials as a whole. Is that commercials are just better now, and they all feel that like they all feel like Super Bowl commercials, but they're not Super Bowl. Commercials. That's what our expectations are. Right? Is that during the Super Bowl that's when we get them? But throughout the year, we're always getting new commercials. They're funnier. They're more you know more detailed, more in depth. So like, I think it's happening. I think we just look for it. You know, we that, just don't that realize one particular it. game. Okay. Yeah, that's probably that 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 could definitely be a factor into that. So it turns out Lady Gaga had the second most watched halftime show. I can't say I'm surprised. Want to guess who the first one was? MJ? No. No. Again, the game's gotten bigger. Game's gotten bigger. World's gotten bigger. Yeah. More ways to watch. Katy Perry had the largest Super Bowl halftime show audience. I was surprised by that. That was three, two years ago, three years ago, because Madonna was last year, right? Three years ago, I believe. And the year before that was... Was it, was it three? I, I, I th- can't remember. Two or three. So I have the 11 tops, but we'll give you the top five. 
Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake, Kid Rock, Jessica Simpson, P. Diddy, February 1st, 2004. That's Nipplegate. Is ranked as the fifth best halftime show. Now, I'm going to harp on this a little bit. Because some of you don't remember this. But I worked in the industry, so I had to. This is when George Bush was president. And he was best friends with the guy who owned my company back then. He was best. They grew up in the same little town, Texas. Larry. Larry and George were just, they were, they were rancher buddies. They were rancher buddies. And Janet's booby fell out on TV. And George Bush wanted to win an election. So he had Larry go through the radio business and clean up that radio businesses. You get rid of them Harrods. You get rid of them Bubba's. You get rid of them Harrods. We can't have them. It happened on TV. They attacked radio. It was Bush. weird. Bush won the election. It was weird. That was weird times. Um, that was weird. Come on, Larry. I got to win this. The deregulation, That's exactly what the deregulation of the FCC is one of the things I hope for in the Trump administration. So, Trump, if you're listening, bro, press. He's on I need it. Your help. He I is need on your it. Help. Number four, Beyonce, Destiny's Child, February 3rd, 2013. Obviously, it's a pretty big one there. Prince, February 4th, 2007. That will always kind of go down as one of my favorite halftime shows because. Huge fan of the artist, and I thought he did a great job, and he also covered the Foo Fighters, and he did it in the rain, so the visuals were great. All that was fantastic. U2, February 3rd, 2002, is considered to be the second best halftime show of all time. And then Michael Jackson, January 31st, 1993. That was obviously a huge moment. Stricken from the record, he banged kids. Oh. I wasn't even going to go there. I will. I will. When you bang kids, you can't be the greatest at anything. You're the worst on the planet. I'll go there. Yeah, I don't want to argue that. I, I mean, I, I, no, I, let me play devil's advocate. No, like, no. So let me ask you. There's the top okay. five. Right. Where does Gaga fall? Um, like two, three years from now when we reevaluate, does she crack the top five I, with I this year? I, I mean, I, I, I honestly, I don't remember all those, so it's hard for me to say. Honestly, I don't even remember what Madonna did yet last year. The only reason I remember Katy Perry is because of the shark thing. But other than that, I, I remember, remember Katy Perry because of the shark thing. I remember Beyonce, Beyonce because of the Twitter thing I'm mad about it. And, Oh my God, they look like Black Panthers. We have to avoid this forever, even though the rating was huge. So there you go. Lady Gaga is, uh, and again, this is, what I, this is what I always say about this stuff. You, you guys talk about how you hate it. I hate it. I'm so sick of hearing about Lady Gaga. I'm so sick of hearing about it. Snowflake, snowflake. And then what happens? You put her on TV and the number goes through the roof. Because most of you turned it on because you wanted to hate it. Because you thought she was going to be super political and you wanted to get all up in your hill about it. And sure enough, she did exactly what I told you she would do. Very, very little about it. We will get you hooked up with UFC 208 watch party tickets. That will happen next on Rock 106. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. Just a couple of minutes away right now, we'll uh, get you hooked up with a pair of tickets for the UFC 208 watch party. That's this Saturday, Hard Rock Roxino, Northfield Park there. Main event, Stansbury versus the Buffet. <laughs> That's really not a competition. You know what I mean? Like, uh, the buffet stands no chance. I know the buffet standing on about 12 legs itself, but I... Uh, but... I can take that thing down. Dude, honestly, best buffet in Northeast Ohio. Love going to that hard rock rock. Yeah, that's about right. Buffet, man. That's about right. Holly Holm fighting in the main event that night. Probably going to head out there and watch that. That's uh, That'll be a good one. That will be a good one. Uh, just a few minutes, we'll give you those. You know, uh, you and I bag on people that are super into, like, uh, the horoscopes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So this girl I know is, like, tweeting it out. Okay. And it says... You're super selective about where you place your energy. Well, you've placed it on Twitter, so no, you're not. Huh. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not all that selective at all. Not even I mean, a little. 
do you really think that the people that were born around you have that much in common with you? You know what I'm saying? Oh, you were born a week after me. Oh, we must have so much in common. I mean, it's all pretty vague, right? And it's like these failed fiction writers are like, kind of like, well, you will have a good money month. And now I'm going to get paid twice this month like I did last month. And I'll be fine. Right. 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 I just thought that was funny about you're very selective about where you put your energy. Apparently you're not. Yeah, you're reading your horoscope. Not at all. Not, you're not even close to and being then, selective about it. And then posted it to people who don't care about right, it. Right. Hey, if you were selective about it, you'd say, hey, I'm only going to read things based in fact, and I'm there able to, you know, broaden my horizons and do things. No, you're reading the goddamn horoscope. What are you talking about? We started the program out this morning it talking is. about how anymore when you do this job now, there's like two stories. There's like two stories you get to do now. Three, really. There's the Donald Trump said this. Uh-huh. There's the this restaurant or business owners being uh, mean to uh, like either uh, these religious or these sexual people. And then there's the I just ate here, so I'm going to write a diatribe on my receipt about my, the person who served me my meal. Those are the three stories morning shows get to do anymore. Okay? So I have one of these out of San Antonio. Now, I don't know if a lot of you have been to San Antonio. I have. I have been to Texas. Okay? And put a pin in that. So a guy eats a meal at this restaurant in Texas, liked the meal, thought the food was good, thought that the service was good, even went out of his way to say this. I want to make sure. Do I have this right? Yeah. Okay. Here's Here's the message on the receipt. The food was tasty and the service was attentive. That's all you can ask for now, is a diner, if, right? If you were to write that on the receipt, as a business owner, you might want to know that. Like, okay, like now I don't have to go to Yelp to hear about how my server took five minutes to bring you water. You tell me everything was good. That's good. That's good feedback. That's really good. I think uh, I think most people would be better served to do things like that. We only complain when something goes wrong where it's like, McDonald's messed up my order. I hate them. Taco Bell, you're the worst. When it's like, you never, you never say, hey, Mr. Hero, See, that guy was so polite to me. I've been trying to do a better job of that i was in where was it It was one of these places that i, I was in hotheads the other day okay. i love that place i love their burritos and i was delicious. in the one i was in the one in maslin all right uh, right out I, I is that maslin right there yeah uh, yeah yeah down to the target right yeah, where yeah, the yeah, the giant eagle is there and the man you could tell the manager she had a different color shirt on so you can tell like that she was like kind of like a swing shift manager or something like that and i said to her as she was like putting everything together i just leaned over the glass and said hey you were really good at this. Like you were real. Like the staff is like you got them all wrangled, got them all doing what they're supposed to be doing. You were on top of your game, and I think you're right. That is something nice. Yeah. No matter what your job is, somebody yeah. wants to hear that they're good at it. Oh, of course. You know what I mean? Of like course. that's what everybody wants, especially right? when all you deal with all day is people bitching at you. Yeah, dude, a compliment goes really far. So the so the note on the receipt reads as the food was tasty and the service was attentive. Now you should stop right there, customer. I was going to say it. Just, just sorry, and we move on with just, our lives. Just stop right there. We'll give you UFC tickets. We'll be fine. But. No, that's not what happened. They continue to write. However, the owner is Mexican. We will not return. America first. Now, this is San Antonio. Yeah. If you were in Bridgeport. <laughs> you're in Connecticut or you know what I mean? Like now, obviously there are Mexicans in Connecticut, right? Right. We got them in Yakima, Washington. They're they're everywhere. Right. Oh my God, we're infested. But like the Mexicans, they're here. Right. But Texas, like, bro, you're going to (laughs) starve. 
Like, if you won't eat at Mexican-owned restaurants in San Antonio, you're going to starve. I don't understand. I, I just would figure that the closer you were, the more you're like, okay, well, well this and, is the this is my life. Uh, yeah, but the, I mean, those are probably people who are also very strongly saying we need that border. Look wall. at the we border because that. of how close we live to it. Right, and 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 I guess it, you know what's weird about that. I'll tell you what's weird about that because you're right. That's what's going to happen. But I've lived here, so I know this is true. So you can tell me that's not true. Whatever. I lived there. You know who never bitches about this? You know who never bitches about the border needing to be stronger? La Jolla. <laughs> you never hear La Jolla, California bitch about that, ever. And dude, La Jolla is one of the richest neighborhoods in San Diego. You never hear it. You can see you can see Mexico from your house. You, and you you can. You can totally see Wasilla. You can you can totally do that. You can totally Sarah Palin it from your house. And I never I hear Texas bitch about it, but I never hear La Jolla. And that seems strange to me. Uh, Having lived in La Jolla, that seems weird. Well, the closer you get to uh, the closer you get to a a the border, I mean, obviously the more and more, you know, Hispanic people, I mean, the more south you go, I don't think that's necessarily a uh, No, that's going to be a leap of logic. Be, sure. So, how do you know whether that I mean, is is it just the fact that he's Mexican or is he Hispanic American? You know what I mean? Like if that's your point is that is that is that is are you the pointing, descent is a very different thing than than nationality. And that's kind of where you're getting into it. Is there you like saying I'm not going to go to a business that is owned by a Hispanic person, or am I not going to a business that is owned by a Mexican? It's, so I, I feel like those are different things. They are of, different a things. Bit of a, a muddled point there of like, okay, where, now, where are we right now, now? What might be happening here is maybe they're listing this as San Antonio, and what it really is is one of those small towns, and so everybody kind of knows one another that's near because the guy, the, the owner, is was born in Mexico, and he said, "I can't control where I'm born." I live here now. Now, he does own two restaurants in Mexico, so I'm sure that's kind of how the customers have heard about it. Um, but that's okay, right? I say yes, but other people are going to say no. And how long until this becomes... Our president owns companies here and in other countries, so why can't a dude in San Antonio do it? I, 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 I would agree with you 100% on that point, but I guarantee you there's Again, people you gotta out remember, there. I'm the guy that holds both sides' feet to the fire when you're being wrong. There's people out there who are going to disagree vehemently with you. How long until this becomes an issue in Canton, Ohio? Because I guarantee you, number <clears> one, <throat> Canton has a much larger Hispanic population than people give it credit for. Is that true? That is 100% true. It doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel like that, but it exists. But how long until you go to okay. an El Campesinos? How long until you go to one of those Asian, you know, stir-fry places until oh. you go on the, on the strip there? Uh, how long until oh, you start so going good. to Indian restaurants until you go to Bombay Sat- Satire and are like, hey, I've never show me there. your papers. Show me your papers. At what point do I, do I cut the line here? At what point does this become somebody illegal is living here? At what okay. point is this a self or not self-imposed, but a self-policing uh, community uh, I want to be careful here. Okay, because you're kind of right about this, because there's a restaurant in this town that every when you move here, everybody tells you you got to go to everyone. They are like, you have to go there. It's like the place. And to be honest with you, I have not been yet. But it is the exact place that if we didn't have immigrants and we didn't if we didn't accept cultures from all over the world, you wouldn't have. And it's that what is it? It's the, it's the Middle Eastern restaurant. I'm, I'm search. I, I, oh, my God. I'm forgetting the name of it. It's on 12th. It's like the most famous restaurant here. Oh, um, uh, I, I want to say Lens, but I know it's I'm not a Lens. What's it? God, what is it? Though? I want to say Bombay Sitire, but it's I not. know I'm wrong. Um, God, what is it called? Um, it's on 12th. I can't remember the name of it because I've never been, but everybody tells me you have to go there and eat there. You have to. That's Middle Eastern food, right? 
the thing with it is, is I don't expect you to stop eating Mexican food because of, of this. But I, I mean, if you're going to call people out on this, you have to have consistency. Well, what I'm going to say is, and there's no way to do it. You have no way to know where the end dollar goes for every dollar you spend in every restaurant or every store or everything you do. You have no way of knowing that. Desert Inn is the name. Desert Inn. That is it. And everybody tells you how good that food is. You got to go. You got to go. You got to go. Well, dude, a locked up border doesn't give you that. <laughs> I mean, right? Like a little bit. There's a little bit of that that's kind of true, right? Uh, right. I'm going to agree with you it's 100% just, it's, on it's, the it's, point. Dude, the same people who tell me, never, lock it down, are the same people like, dude, you haven't been to Desert Inn? That's crazy. And it's like, I, it's like every time I'm like, it's like a head scratcher for me. It's like, well, guys, like, so... You would think food and music are the, kind of those things where it's like, oh, we're all more alike than we think. Like, I like that. That tastes good to me. Or that sounds good to me. And you would think that would help ease these things, but it doesn't. You know what I mean? Nothing. None of this pop culture stuff. Where, dude, Pay It Forward came out 25 years ago. We're so awful to one another. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, just, just the way it works. But I, uh, I don't understand. Like, if you're unhappy with service, I think you can speak up with that. Okay, and I think a business owner, a restaurant owner, bar owner wants to know. They do. But once you go personal, I no longer have to take a listen to how you feel about how I run my business because you've now shown me you're not you're not giving me this feedback. It's not objectionable. You just don't like something and now you're going to mouth off about it. And apparently, receipt paper is Twitter for 60-year-olds and this is where you like voice your opinions. All right, we have a pair of these tickets for UFC 208 Watch Party up at the Hard Rock Roxino. We're going to take caller 15 right now at 800-243-7625 and be back with more Sansbury Show. Hang on. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show, Rock 106.9. Still to come, 9 o'clock, we'll uh, play you some, well, four of them, actually. New songs for New Tour Tuesday. You're getting new Big Sean featuring Eminem, new Zach Brown, new Nickelback, and then out of New Philly, band called Brothers, who... Uh, Ended up being pretty good when I saw him Friday night. So we'll see if uh, that translates on record. I've seen that plenty of times with local bands and national touring acts. It's like the album good, not good live, or live good, not great on album. Sometimes that can happen. So we'll take a listen to that, find out at 9 o'clock together as a classroom. Up for your uh, viewing pleasure right now at WRQK.com in the Sansbury Show section. We're going to talk about this here a little bit. Is uh, two men that are choosing to exercise their open carry law um, rights. And they walk into a police station carrying their guns. And we know that, you know, the right to bear arms is protected under the Constitution. Michigan happens to be an open carry state. This happened in Dearborn, did it not? Correct. Dearborn, Michigan. Correct. And uh, two men ended up behind bars as uh, they walked into a police station carrying their legal guns and wearing body armor. And I had kind of questioned that. I was like, well, that seems... Weird, right? Like, you're, you're allowed to carry. You're allowed to do this stuff. That seems very strange that, th- that they would be arrested. Now, the video is a little, honestly, it's a little jarring to watch because they are. They're body armored up, and they're wearing masks and that whole thing. And I think that that probably led to a little bit of this. And I don't believe that even in an open carry state that police stations, you're permitted to bring your gun in there. I don't know. I mean, is it a, so, is, so are, I mean, it's a gun-free zone. Yeah, I believe they're gun-free zones, police stations, unless you're a, a a officer, which I don't necessarily see a problem with. I don't personally have a problem with that. So I'm going to read you some points that was written in by a guy because we posted this at facebook.com/slash Stansbury Show, and a guy posted a couple of good points on it. Okay, 
And he's mad about what these two guys did, and he's a gun advocate and an open carry person, all right? But he's mad about how these two guys decided to express their freedom. He said, I'm all about exercising your Second Amendment right, but you have to do it properly. He says here, the first point, wearing a mask, probably not a great idea. And I would agree with that, that that's probably going to make officers of the law a little cautious of you. I could see that, okay? He says, keep your hands off of your weapon. Okay, I would agree that if you have your hands on your weapon or if you're reaching for it, that looks like you're looking to use it versus walking around carrying it with you. Uh, I don't see a sign posted, but every responsible CCW holder should know police stations are a gun-free zone. I have not taken my CCW class yet. I'm supposed to be doing it early part of next month, and so I will officially know that to be true when I'm done with that. Police stations are not listed as gun-free zones Is that in right? Michigan. In Michigan. In Michigan. In okay. Michigan. I don't know what okay. Ohio laws are, All but... Right. Unless being told to break the law, you always follow directions from the police. If you have multiple weapons on your person and you're told to lay on your face, you better bury your nose in the dirt, do what the cops say. And I would agree there. Even still, dude, if you walk into a police station, you're armed up and they tell you to get down, I'm going to do that. I, I would do that as well. I just feel like, I mean, at this point, we are saying if you are legally carrying your gun, you have to do whatever a cop tells you. I, I, okay. okay. <laughs> I, every time I walk out of my house, I'm under the mindset I'm going to do whatever a cop tells me. I, and I, listen, I agree with you. I'm not. I know you're not arguing. But with the me. point of that is, is that it's your right as an American. You're not breaking the law. You're not doing anything illegal. There are still. It's still up to them, the police officer. In my mind. Whether you're doing anything illegal or not, it's still up to them to discern whether or not you're a threat. And until they know that, if you've got body armor on and guns on and you walked into their house, which is a police station, I'm for them going, get down on the ground until we figure out what you're doing here. Public area? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, can, can I walk down a sidewalk and carry my gun and, and, and have body armor on? I think no matter who you are, if you're walking down the street, you got body armor on and you're wearing a mask and you're carrying an AR-15, I think a cop's going to have questions for you. And I think that that's okay. I, listen, I do. I, under, I understand where you're coming from on that. I think people who vehemently defend the Second Amendment and talk about, well, no gun restrictions, no gun laws, no gun anything, gun-free gun free zones are the most dangerous place on the, on the face of the planet— well, then, what are these guys supposed to do? I, I, I've i heard the argument that gun-free zones are the most dangerous place on the planet, and right. I understand the mentality that goes into that. I would excuse police departments from that mentality because of who's armed in there. But as soon as I leave that police station to go out to my car, as soon as I leave the police station, I am back on public there's property. There's a parking lot. There's, there's a sidewalks. Parking, somebody could come and shoot me. There's a dollar store across the street. Right. Some, something could happen there. Okay, but doesn't the free zone then only apply to the docile itself, to to to, to the building itself? So that, I don't know. I'm, I'm leaving at. the gun outside and waiting to come when I step back out of the building. I can pick it up and walk over to my car. Yeah, there are definitely there are definitely blank spots in these gun laws. There are definitely blank spots in the argument of I need my gun with me I'm, at all times because right, there are. I'm, I know there I'm are. I'm for common sense gun reform. I really am. Like I'm not trying to take guns away from people, but if you're going to make this argument of Second Amendment, Second Amendment, Second Amendment, no gun restrictions, the laws blah 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 well then what are we okay yeah see those i think those are fringe people i i and, and if they're not i apologize because i it seems to me like most gun owners i know are for background checks like a lot of them seem to be for background checks uh, do you feel like most are oh, for open carry should i be able to legally carry my gun out open walking down the street it seems as if gun owners are for open carry yeah so then what did these people do wrong what is if this person is for open carry what did these people do <sighs> They did this for this reaction, right? 
I mean, didn't they know? I mean, that's the whole reason they went in there with GoPros and body armor. Sure, sure, and that's fine. And you can say that, well, that negates their entire point, but it doesn't really because at the end of the day, these people didn't break law. And regardless what the reason is, when it's your right as an American to do something, you don't need a reason because you have a right. Yeah, that's true. Ultimately, that is true. This is where I think old wives tales of just because you can do something doesn't mean you should would apply to most people. But I get that that's their whole point was to was to, was to show the problems with these gun laws and these gun free zones. That was their whole point. It's just I would be I would tell people that you don't know the danger that comes with being a police officer. So shoving this kind of stuff down their face and using them as the example of what you're going to do. Yeah, they're going to put their hands on their guns too. They're going to tell you to get down on their ground and they're going to put they're going to put handcuffs on you until they figure out what is happening and I don't think that's outside of bounds for me personally. I really don't. So when they figure out, "Hey, this person is a is a second amendment enthusiast. This person is carrying their gun because they feel threatened in in the world and that's understandable." You got to cut them loose and let them go. So what did they get arrested? So I, Well, first of all, I'm not I, I'm not sure I'm totally down for arresting. What I'm saying is, is that if you walk into a police station, you're holding an AR-15, you got body armor on, I want to know what you're doing in there. And they find out, hey, they're coming to complain about a traffic ticket. Do I give you your gun back? Yeah, I think you have to, because that's the law, right? And like, do, you, do I still get to carry it around? I mean, like... I Well, I think what they would probably do is escort you to your car, I would imagine. I don't know. I, uh, I and, and And let me see here. All government buildings are considered soft targets and are gun-free buildings. That's Ohio, though, not Michigan. Fantone actually looked up Michigan where this happened. Um, yeah, th- this guy says, you know, they're walking around with masks purposely trying to get a rise. Yeah, that was the point of the video. And they are just being stupid. And, I, and I, you know, I totally get that. They are just being stupid. But that's the point of what they were doing is to show you that there are major flaws in open carry laws and gun-free zones. But I think it's common sense for me and that if you get all geared up and you go into a police station, they're going to be cautious of you and they're going to take measures to figure out that you're not there to do what they don't want you to do there. And honestly, as a guy who wants cops on the street, I'm for that. I'm totally for that. Where are we? Okay, last break, 7 o'clock. Yep. They're moving into 8 o'clock. All right. Millennials, I bag on you a lot. Okay? I do. I bag on you a lot. But this time, you got me. I'm going to start lying about my age. Get ready, <laughs> millennials. I'm jumping into your generation. That happens next. Hang on. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Still to come is New Tour Tuesday, new Big Sean featuring Eminem, new Zach Brown, and new Nickelback. And then out of New Philly, we have a band called Brothers. Take a listen to some of their stuff as well. I'm excited for all four of them, honestly. Yep. I've heard about the Eminem and Big Sean song. Yep. Uh, the Zach Brown band song. Over the weekend, I kept seeing p- people post stuff on social media about it. I haven't it. heard it yet. Like, oh my God, it touched my heart. And I oh, well, you know, blah, blah. It's called My Old Man. All right. So, I mean, he probably goes into the love of his dad there. Probably. Don't you hate when people do that too much? Man. It's kind of annoying. Man. Quit ringing the bell. God, it's the new race card. <laughs> Um and uh, and new Nickelback, dude. I'm always gonna be anxious to hear that. Yeah, 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 yeah. They know what they're doing. The Nickelback does. And uh, and by the way, and, and and if I don't bring this up at nine o'clock while we're doing that, I want you to remind me about how I can relate Nickelback back to the Super Bowl and why people hate both things. All right, let's put a pin in that because Nickelback does something that Bill Belichick does, and you hate them both for the same reason. I will make sure to remind you. And, and I'm going to give it to you at 9 o'clock. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to pick Nickelback this morning. And I don't know. This Nickelback song might be bad. But overall, you can't deny the impact of the group, the band itself. But there's a reason why you hate both those things the way you do. I have figured it out. And I'm going to take you to task 
9 o'clock in the morning. There you go. Kroger back, baby. That's it. Like it. That's it. That's how you remind me, Stansberry. Love Nickelback. So I uh, I will bag on the millennials from time to time. I will do it. I uh, And uh, I, I will admit... That sometimes it's warranted, and that sometimes, you know what, it's just a good word that people like using these days, and it's cheap, easy points, and so sometimes I'll do it. Yeah, it really has lost some meaning just because some of the, 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 bell got, the bell has been rang so many times. Um, and it's a tale as old as time of the, oh, this generation, these kids! this generation, they don't know what they're doing. We did it so much better than this generation. I mean, at some point, you sound like crazy parents going, Elvis shaking his hips on TV. Exactly. Like, there's a a little bit of that where it's like okay you gotta you got you gotta weigh that in there right but now i want to jump ship okay. i don't like i i don't i don't like being a gen xer i want i okay. want to be i want to be a millennial all right i don't like this gen x thing anymore i feel like i feel like i am at the point where i'm either the oldest millennial or you're the a gen wire right is the, what you're i don't know where that lies because gen y is not really a thing like millennials it's it's been such a weird definition of like and i think 35 is kind of the cutoff point if you're 15 to 35 right now they're like oh yeah you're a millennial and they get lump a lot of people into that and i just feel like yeah, i'm 33 i feel like I've, I've always identified a little older so i feel like i'm, I'm kind of torn between two generations here well straddling the fence there yeah a little bit a little bit i want to jump ship i want to be a millennial right a i can cry whenever i want yeah. b apparently like you you just need to build jungle gyms and like arcades at where i work so yeah. i'll stay focused yeah give me and, a like, coloring that, book yeah. like, like that's cool i it, get to do that it, dude wait till you get a participation plaque you're gonna feel so good about yourself that you and everyone else who participated got something yeah that's great I'll, I'll feel proud of myself. Lot, I want it. I kind of want to jump. I want an arcade built here. Of course I do. Right, right. If we can't have an economy that was built for anything, <laughs> then we might as well have an arcade. Right. right? No, tear down cubicle walls. I want. I yeah. do. I want my office loud and yeah. noisy. Who cares if I can't buy a home? Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Who cares about that? Whatever. But it turns out that thirty-four percent of singles, millennials, mm-hmm. have had and are willing to have sex before a first date. Like we'll just they'll just bang. Okay. Screw first dates. They'll just do it. Okay. Forty eight percent of them are more likely to have a uh, to have sex before a first date than any other generation in history. So this isn't just a all new young people do this thing. This is this generation that will do it now. Where's the research from 1930? You know what I'm saying? I would like to see. I would like to see how they well, came up with this more than any other generation. I think the, the well, what's the ability to do it is 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 greater than any other generation that came before you. My generation would have done this too had we had Tinder. Like we would have, we would have been having sex before first day. Whoever the generation that comes up with that stuff is right. always going to be the first or the more or the the math that's going to be heavy on that side. You'd be crazy to say the digital revolution hasn't kind of changed things when it comes of to when it, when it comes to getting your genitals in somebody else's much genitals. Much like Viagra, much like Viagra made herpes run wild through retirement communities. But let's not act like in the 1990s you didn't bang some whore you met at the bar. That wasn't a date. That wasn't anything. That was just you banging some chick that you met out in public. Just going home from the bar? Which is no different than meeting some whore that you meet on Tinder. Come on. Come on. Uh, it's not. How? I, I, I feel like it's even different. Even if you meet somebody on Tinder, before you pull your genitals out, you're going to have somewhat of a conversation with them. Even if it's, hey, here's where my house is. Hey, here's where this is. You don't just what are pull, your interests? You don't, well, you don't just pull your D out. Do you out. like Kanye? You, didn't just, you don't just pull your D out and just 
insert. You know what I'm saying? There's going to be a conversation before. There's going to be like... Well, you some, better hear the word yes at least. There's at the very <laughs> you least, better hear that one. There's at the very least going to be a conversation via Tinder. So if we're if we're picking this apart because, oh, well, it's not technically a date. Well, you weren't technically dating the chicks you met at the bar. Come on. It's not fair to millennials. Okay, but hold on. I think what they're saying here, though, is that the percentage of people who would be willing to have sex in that manner is getting higher. And that in the that in the 90s, as many people as you think weren't just going home with somebody they just met in the bar. I don't know that to be true. It seems like that's what my buddies were doing. Right. It does, I mean, that's, right. uh, it, it does, I mean, if I'm right. being honest, it seems like that's what my buddies were doing. And I think that's what buddies have been doing since the beginning of time. You're telling me back in the in the Which, nineteen in the 1920s, you weren't back there and some flapper chick that you just met, uh, you're not going to take her home. You okay. don't know what her name is. So I'm going to tell you a story from Friday night, all right? Because I kind of found myself in one of these situations. So I didn't want to do this because she listens a lot and I don't want her to be angry. Yeah, but let's do it anyway. I, and, and I want to state for the right, I don't want her to be angry. Here it comes. I found myself walking back to my apartment Friday night with a young woman. Okay. We get to my house. I feel like if you stop on the street and you get pushed up to a building. Yeah. By a human being, and they, yeah. they start make, and you are making out on the okay, street. Okay, okay. I was like, dude, what are you attacking this woman? You're <laughs> no, pushing no, no. up against a building. First of all, okay. I didn't push anybody up to a building. Okay. Okay. So I feel like if you're stopped on the street and you're making out publicly, which I'm not a while, I'm not a fan of that. No, you're not. I'm not a fan of that. But this kind of happened walking back to my place. All right. I mean, dude, it's first Friday. You're walking down Cleveland at, at 1.30 in the morning. Who cares? Dude, right. Yeah, make out for sure. So we find ourselves back in my apartment. And then you're making out, and you know how sex kind of yeah. starts, right? And then I get told no. Okay. Well, now, I, right. now, I want to make this abundantly clear, because this sounds like I got mad at this girl and threw her out because she wouldn't sleep with me. That's not what happened. But that's what totally happened. Jeez. So hold on. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. I, dude, I, I, think I, can, I think I can end up okay at the other end of the story. I think All I right. can. Maybe not. Here we go. Maybe Entering not. the spin zone. But I just said to her, I was like... I'm not angry, but did you walk back here not to have sex with me? And she said, well, yeah, I thought we would just hang out. And I said, and she got kind of perturbed about it. And I said, sweetheart, I'm 40. This isn't 10th grade. Like you didn't get dropped off here to watch a movie and your mom's coming back to get you. Like we're adults. If you walk back to somebody's apartment at one o'clock in the morning, hammer drunk, making out on the street, sex is implied, right? And so I told her, I said to her, I said, I want you to understand what's happening here. I'm not throwing you out. I'm not getting mad, throwing your purse at you and saying, get out of here because you want to have sex with me. I'm examining the situation and what did you think was going to happen when we got here? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying, well, you walked in the door, so I get to do what I want. That's not what I'm saying. And people always have the right to change their mind. That's fine, too. Of course. Right? So, of course, we parted as friends. She left. We're, I think we're okay. I haven't really heard from her, but I think we're okay. But ultimately, I was just like, were you confused? Like, that to me seems like, hey, we're both drunk. I just signed my bar tab out. We're going to walk back to your place. That's like, that seems like. We right? were hanging out at the bar. 
You know what I mean? We were we already had the hanging out taken care of. So no, I I understand where you're coming from there. And I mean, you didn't throw her, you know, like literally throw her out into the street. And hey, such is life. I mean, that happens. But I I just don't think it's necessarily fair to be like, dude, millennials, well, they just want to bang genitals. Well, of course they do. So does everybody else, especially when you're age 26 years old. What else you want to do with your life? Nothing. You can't think about anything other than vagina. It's nothing but getting laid. Just because people are older now and they're like, oh well, you know, I didn't have that same sex sexual lust well, when I was 20. Hold on, my, you did? Hold on. My mom didn't have sex until she got married. Oh, okay. She didn't. Oh, okay. Legitimately, my mom was a virgin when she married her first husband. Okay. I, I, I believe that with your mother. I mean, and sure, there's going well, to be- Well, isn't that indicative of that, that you, time? You don't think there's a 22-year-old right now who's a virgin? I mean- Well, yeah. So, what are we, I mean, really, we're pointing at examples when we're talking about numbers. So, like, yeah, you can point it at one individual example. My mom was a virgin when she got married. Fine. That's fine, but that doesn't necessarily, I mean, that doesn't change that back in the 1960s, people were banging it out. Yeah. When you're young, you bang it out, and it's I mean, good for you. Right. I, I mean, I guess it is weird for, for the generation before me, the free love generation, like all those people to be like, yeah, Tinder is bad, and these these sex before the, fr- I mean, you guys were banging at Woodstock. You didn't even know each other's names. There were babies running around in the field. And that's okay. That's life, dude. I mean, dude, when you're 20, you're in your 20s, you're young, you're doing drugs, you're banging as many people as humanly possible. That's what they're there for. That's what they're there for. It's all right. Good. They do just it. say, they say this generation's faster to do it. I just want to be a millennial. I'm just going to, you know, I'm gonna, well, I'm going to fudge some numbers on the driver's there license. There you go. Little there hair. you go. Dude, I'm telling you, I'm hair for men away and <laughs> like a fudging of the driver's license away for being able to pass at 26. That's exactly right. You let me live on that uh, line. All right. Stansberry, the 26-year-old, coming up next. All right. The fastest way to not be a patriot. Next on Rock 106. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Still to come is New Tour Tuesday, new Big Sean featuring Eminem, new Zach Brown, new Nickelback, and then out of New Philly, band called uh, Brothers. I just happened to run into, uh, by chance, at Buzzbin on First Friday, and I said this yesterday, and uh, and I maintain that whoever's doing the booking right now at Buzzbin, and I don't know that it's changed, but it seems to me like the bands are better recently than they were when I first moved down here. So I don't know if the booking agent for that bar has changed or if we're just finding more talented bands as the years go on. I don't know. But whoever's handling that right now has been doing a really good job. I think anytime you go to a venue like that, um, you're going to deal with a lot of swings and you know, and you're gonna hit home runs and you're gonna strike out. Yeah, uh, that's probably frequently, true. frequently. Just based on the fact of like sometimes it is like national tour acts that'll come through. Sometimes it's local Canton acts that are having their first gig ever up on the Buzzbin stage, and then sometimes it's just bands you've never heard of. And that makes for an interesting evening. Am yeah. I gonna like these dudes? Am I gonna hate these dudes? But at the end of the day, Dude, seven nights a week, there's live music in downtown Canton, so hats off to Buzzman for making that happen. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. And uh, you know what I think I'm going to do? Because do? I ran into uh, into a couple of the people who um, kind of handle Buzzman's management and whatever on First Friday. And like Mike's right-hand man said to me, he's like, dude, when are you going to get us on the show again? And I thought about it. I was like, why aren't you guys just on every First Friday with us? Right? Sure. We're Canton's morning show. Yeah. That's like Canton's big party night. Like, yeah. uh, dude, Mike's a good, uh, you know, client of the radio station. Likes us. We're buddies. Like, uh, that just seems like that would make all the sense in the world, right? Yeah, I do. And I mean, you know what? Maybe we could sponsor. Maybe we could get somebody else attached on board. You know, maybe, hey, maybe the Camp First Friday Commission will want to be a part of it. Who knows? I'll reach out to Mike and let him know that he's got an open door policy. I like it. Every first Friday. I like that plan. I like it. 
a lot for the program. So we'll uh, we'll do that. So I think I have figured out the fastest way to become a, an ex-member of the New England Patriots. Okay. Okay? That is play the way Martellus Bennett did the other night. He did not have the best game ever. He, uh, I believe there was a fumble that didn't happen, and there was a couple of penalties, and I even saw like Sports Center guys were tweeting out, like, okay, Belichick's probably going to cut Bennett during the offseason. And Martellus Bennett is the, is the latest of athletes who says he will not be going to the White House because of his opposition to President Trump. And I am going to be critical of Martellus Bennett here. And so before I do, I want to tell the people who are going to tweet at me that Tom Brady didn't go to the White House to meet with President Obama after they had won, that I have said, and Fantone will attest, that I have said many, many times that I disagree with Tom Brady's opinion on that, and that if the president wants, uh, uh, wants you in his audience and asks you to go, that you go. That's just kind of how I take it. But the Patriots won 34-28. And Patriots tight end, Martellus Bennett, is going to skip the trip. Now, you combine that with how he played the other night and combine that with Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick, and Tom Brady all deep, deep, deep in the Trump camp. I think you're going to see Martellus Bennett, a former New England Patriot. So much as I think, like, if the president asked me to go, I would go. But if I even if I disagreed with him wholeheartedly, if I knew my boss didn't, and, and my entire company was going, and my boss asked me to be part of it, I would definitely go just for self-preservation. There's a little bit of that. Well, sure. I mean, there's there's no doubt about that. There's a little bit of self-preservation would 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 you know probably help us in our our situation um maybe this guy feels that he doesn't necessarily need that same level of self-preservation maybe he doesn't maybe he feels a little bit more strongly you know in his convictions than than you or i would i agree with you 100 percent that if the president asks you to go certainly you should go and and, and that applies to this dude this applies to tom brady with obama um but at, i yeah at, at the both end, sides at the end of the day you know one of the great things about america is that if you don't agree with something you can be critical of it you cannot participate in something and like it's this dude's prerogative i don't think he should necessarily just, be punished for it i he will but he's I don't going think he to be, be right that's a different thing but he will be for sure i don't there's there i don't understand where that line began to be drawn on if you just go and shake somebody's hand why that now we assume that that means you believe what they believe. Maybe it's not even a public perception thing. Maybe it's, I disagree with this guy so much, I don't feel he deserves my handshake. I'm sure there were guys in the 80s who felt like that, but when anyway? Because it wasn't about you? That 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 you weren't above the shield? You weren't above the team logo? You weren't above the brand? Or did they not go and we just didn't know about it because it's not 2017 with Twitter and ESPN following all the time? Whoa, I think newspapers would have been like, this guy didn't want to meet with the president because of political beliefs? I would imagine that that would have been still widely reported. We don't need Twitter for that. The White House press corps would have been on that. I'm guessing. I could be be way wrong. I don't know. I obviously don't have everything written in front of me. But it seems to me like there's there's this theory now that if you do this, that that means you agree with him. And I don't think that that means that. And I don't know how you're ever going to change anybody's mind without meeting with them. I don't know how you're ever going to do that. He says here, Martellus Bennett says he's not worried at all about um, 
repercussions. Says, I'm not worried at all about the fact that Tom Brady, Robert Kraft, and Bill Belichick are in his camp. Says, it's still like my beliefs. I think they, the Patriots, believe whatever I want to do. They believe in that. No, they don't. No, they don't. The Patriots is the ultimate, you don't have your own identity organization. That organization is anti-player in the sense that you don't get your own identity in New England. You're a Patriot. You do it the Patriot way. And, guys, it's why they win. It's because they take away that that personality. I'm me. I'm my own brand. Antonio Brown, I'll film the locker room brand. New England takes that away. And you know what they do? They win because they don't make it about the player. Martellus Bennett going to be shipped out. And I honestly, I would do this because it's how you keep the rest of the locker room in line. Nobody cares about you, dude. Just win. Multiple examples of players skipping Obama, multiple examples of players skipping Bush, multiple examples of players skipping Clinton. That's all wrong. Go, I agree. Go I, I meet, agree. I'm yeah. just saying that this this isn't a new phenomenon. Per go se. meet with the president. Your personal ideals don't have anything to do with it. No, they don't. And pretending that they do is obscene. I disagree with a lot of people, but the only way to change their mind and help them see that I'm right is to meet with them. You're not going in there on like a platform, though. You're going in there shaking their hand, saying, "Okay, here, take this picture." Right, but I don't. But what do you what do you gain from this? Isn't this really about, and I, I'm suspicious of this, isn't this really about the fact that you're not being paid to do it? It's the off season and you don't want to go because you, you've had so much of your time taken all season long? But this is who the Patriots are. They're going to move off of Martellus Bennett, I would, I would guess. You know what Bill Belichick said yesterday? Yesterday at a press conference. This is the day after winning the Super Bowl. You know what he said? The reality is this. We are now five weeks behind the rest of the NFL for next season. That's the Patriot way. Next man up, next game up, put your head down. It isn't about you, diva. Put your head down, work the system, and win championships. Martellus Bennett, you you have the easiest cake life. Why would you do this? So I guess with that being said, if that's the Patriot way, then why was it acceptable for Tom Brady to do it? For me, it isn't. For the Patriots, it was. Because Robert Kraft agrees with Tom Brady. And I told you, why do you think the Make America Great hat was in there? Who? And I said this that day. Who is Tom Brady? Rich white dude from California. Tom Brady was on the field when Montana was winning championships. His dad has known people in the NFL since he was a little kid. His dad's got money. People with money love Donald Trump because the other side wants to give all the money away. Of course Tom Brady's a Trump fan. Of course Robert Kraft is. Dude, Robert Kraft secretly behind closed doors is probably an evil evil man deep inside probably how many billionaires you know that aren't not that many i can think of the one dude from microsoft that's about it i'm sure there's more but of course they're deep in the trump camp of course they are of course that's the kind of guy they want running the country that's the way they run their organization so of course that's the way they want the country run look at new england what's the one thing they don't do pay What's the one that they don't pay? Ever. They just rob players from other teams and don't pay them nothing. And they get to do it because the system's good and because they know they're going to win games. Okay, you can be paid a ton of money to lose 12 games in a row in Cleveland or we'll pay you half that, you'll win 15 games. It's the Patriot way. 
if you're asked to 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 have an audience with the president, that's a very rare thing. That's rare air. Man up and go. Woman up and go. That's just my opinion. I could be way wrong. But I doubt it. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. Nine. The Sansbury Show, it's on Rock 106.9. It's also online for you at WRQK.com. It's where you can podcast yesterday's program. It's also where you can watch a woman be uh, tased, and it doesn't seem to phase her at all. She just shrugs off being tased. That was a pretty good view. You can see that at WRQK.com. Also, two men exercising their open carry uh, rights in Michigan just walked into a police department with body armor, AR-15s, masks, the whole thing. You can see that at WRQK.com as well. Still to come is New Turk Tuesday as well. Get into that here shortly. So a, uh, I'm going to handle this really briefly because I know a lot of you don't really care about golf all that much. But like Ricky Fowler's this guy that uh, is signed with Cobra Golf and Puma. And he's a fashion forward type dude. And he's been kind of pushing the boundaries in fashion and golf since coming into the league. And he started wearing high topped golf shoes, like high top, like basketball type golf shoes this last year. And they looked ridiculous. Like, and so all year I was kind of on him on Twitter, like, Ricky, what are you doing? These things look ridiculous. But now Nike has caught the attention of it and has decided to put out, and I'm going to buy these because they don't look all that ridiculous, is Nike's bringing out a, a golf version of the Air Jordan 1, the original like white, black, and red Jordan 1s. With the wings on like on, on the top of the high uh, high top there, they'll be out in three days, February the tenth. I'll probably have to pick up a pair of those. Those look pretty damn cool. I'm in. Uh, I'm into that. I uh, I love the Air Jordan ones, and uh, I'm looking forward to picking a pair of those up. So there's a couple of rumors circling around the Cavaliers. LeBron James has had a chance to address them, and uh, Kevin Love uh, also took to Instagram to post what he kind of felt about it. But there's been this rumor about Carmelo Anthony for Kevin Love. Now, I'm anti this move. I am very anti this move. I am of the belief that Carmelo Anthony is a ball hog and that he does not fix the problems that the Cavs seem to be having right now. Cavs won last night in overtime 140 to 135. So defense needs to be a thing that needs to get bolstered on this roster. Carmelo Anthony doesn't help you play defense. That's my opinion. Now, I don't know as much about the NBA as some other people, but Carmelo Anthony doesn't fix defense. So I don't see a reason to do it other than LeBron and he are friends and maybe LeBron's like, you know what? Let's help my buddy get a ring. But for me, I don't like it because I don't owe Carmelo Anthony anything. The Cavalier fans don't owe Carmelo Anthony anything. So I don't care about him getting a ring. But this thing keeps coming up in the news, keeps coming up. And you know players now, coaches, everybody, they kind of have to address these things when they won't go away. We have LeBron's response, rather, about the Kevin Love for Mello trade. Here's what Bron had to say. There was a report in the New York Post today. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it and heard about it. It's just trash. And the guy who wrote it is trash, too. Wow. For writing that, especially during a game like that. So, um, you know, it's always about outside noise, and that's just outside noise. Wow. Called the reporter trash. That's getting a little personal there. I'm not crazy about that. 
Um, no, uh, I mean, but it is right. right. I mean, if we're going to start picking apart that, you know, sure. Then, but at the end of the day, personal. Sure. I mean, if if that's the gripe with them, then sure. But at the end of the day, this reporter had no evidence, no reason to believe that this was what the Cavaliers were pursuing. Nothing like that. Nothing has has shown that. So for him just to, 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 to make trade rumors based purely on speculation, based purely on, on a one-sided conversation. I mean, that does make you a trash report. Reporter. It does. Like, you're just making things up that makes you a trash reporter. Yeah. I mean, you shouldn't just lie. That's right. for sure. You I mean, for web clicks, essentially, that's what you're doing. By, by furthering to perpetuate this, all you're doing is trying to get more eyes on your article, trying to get more eyes and clicks on your website, and you're just making stuff clickbait. up. Right. And well, clickbait I mean, is I mean, essentially trash. You're just making stuff up. That, okay. That's garbage to me. Okay. I'm, I'm, I, I can, I, I, all right, you're starting to turn me. I'm just, I, it gets weird. And I don't like it when, when reporters or TV people seem to get ultra personal about the athlete either. Like, I like it when they're objective and say, no, I'm going to, like, I, I, the guy's fine, but like, I'm going to question this or question that. Like, but you can tell, like, some of these guys on TV get really personal about these athletes that they cover. And to me, that at that point, you're moving into fan spaces versus reporter. Um, LeBron also went on to say our GM will do a great job of figuring it out if we need something else, but right now we're in a good place. Um, so that's him, you know, uh, helping quell some of the things he had said a couple of weeks ago about, you know, let's go get another playmaker. And then, you know, it's like, well, is LeBron running the team or is David Griffin, you know, handling the, you know, the players and, and all that stuff. Now, Kevin Love has responded back to this via Instagram and, uh, he has quoted Winston Churchill by saying a lie gets halfway around the world before the truth has a chance to put its pants on, which we all know that to be true. If anybody's ever told a lie about you, that thing gets around really fast versus the good thing that you had done in life. That's true. Oh yeah. I mean, and it's like, anything else i mean the story leads and then a week later when we find out oh that really wasn't the case we're not going to go back and visit that nobody's like you know the, the public's op- opinion isn't going to change because new you know uh, new evidence presented itself it is hey oh i remember that story from two weeks ago yeah it was terrible and it's like well no not really but we just don't we don't we don't go back and revisit things yeah so i um i i don't think you will see carmelo anthony be a cavalier i don't think it's a good move um for the cavaliers personally and like i said defense seems to be the issue Melo not going to help you with that, you don't make this move, right? No, no, it's 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 it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, Kevin Love's considerably younger, considerably less, less miles. Um, obviously, fits in with the Cavaliers better as far as as rebounding and being able to shoot threes. Um, and and uh, like I've said before about this, where you look back and how long it took LeBron, um, really any of these super teams to come together, but you look back at LeBron, Kyrie, and Kevin Love, and it took them two years to kind of gel it all together. You're asking to remove one of those pieces, insert a new piece, and have everything together by June. It, that's it, a lot to ask. It is. That's 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 a lot to ask for a guy who isn't necessarily going to fit that role. I mean, if you were taking out Kevin Love and putting in another Kevin Love like player, then you'd have somewhat of an argument. But you're moving him, at that uh, point. You're moving you sideways, right? right? I mean, what do you what do you what are you doing? So it's not. It, I mean, the, the problem isn't Kevin Love. And if 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 you think it is, you're not paying attention to the Cavaliers basketball team. It's it, the problem is the lack of depth on the bench, and Carmelo Anthony doesn't f- fix that problem. He's not coming off the bench. Doesn't, fi- doesn't <laughs> fix. Yeah. Fix that problem. I don't. I. I just. I think Melo's a little too ball hoggy, and um, I'm not crazy. I mean, he's a good player. I mean, and he's I, a great player. I understand. Great basketball. Is he going to be a Hall of Famer? Is Melo a Hall of Famer? Um, I would say yes uh, right now. I mean, the fact that he doesn't have any uh, any any team success is is the thing that kind of I think is like eh, I don't know. Um, but it, Carmelo Anthony feels like a Hall of Fame player to me. Hmm. Okay. All right.
I, uh, I I don't know. It seems like guys get put in the NBA Hall of Fame maybe easier than they do in the NFL. Now there's less guys that play it, and there's you know there's a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, but it seems like sometimes less. And not that Carmelo is a lesser name. That's not the best analogy. Or it's not the best example of what I mean. But it seems to me like sometimes in the NBA, lesser names, less lesser than household names can get in. Where in the NFL, it's like you have to be like a bona fide like hit maker. It seems to me, but I could be wrong on that. But it, that's the perception I walk away with when I hear about the Hall of Fame lists. We are getting set for New Turd Tuesday. That happens next on Rock 106. New Turd Tuesday. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. That's where you can podcast yesterday's program. About to start New Turd Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino. Now, before we do, I just I didn't see any of this game last night because I fell asleep really early last night. Coming out with a little bit of a cold, so I went to bed early. But this inbound pass from Kevin Love to LeBron, the turnaround, the jumper, like... Tied up. Yeah, this, yeah, that is damn amazing right there, man. LBJ, pretty good. He's pretty clutch, that LeBron is. <laughs> He's pretty good, that guy is. Man, that's uh, that's impressive. I didn't, I had not seen that until just now. That's, man, that was that's a good view. Yeah, uh, LeBron had a big game last night. Um, Kyrie had a huge shot last night, and uh, Kevin Love obviously he had uh, a pretty big know, game last night, right? He's uh, he, he's a pretty good, pretty good basketball player himself. So I feel like the Cavaliers doing all right. As much as people want to freak out, it's gonna be okay, guys. No, yeah. all right. Well, I, okay, I agree. I think I, I think the Cavs will probably be okay. I don't yeah. know if they'll win the title, but they're gonna come out of the East, and things will you know th- things will be okay. Turning uh, New Turd Tuesday now. This song is uh, has really upset some people. Apparently, and Eminem's done this since the beginning of his career. I mean, you go back through his career. He's he's had very misogynistic lyrics. He's had very anti-gay lyrics in his songs. He's been he's been willing to offend you. Yeah. Except for race. And I always find it kind of funny that Eminem is so in your face, in your face, in your face, but he never touches race. Well, he doesn't want to get beat up. Well, I mean, it's just, it's just, I mean, like, that's what it is. If you're the dude who's, hey, I'm going to say ballsy things and hey, I'm going to shock, I'm going to shock jock it as a rapper, well then, dude, shock it. Then shock it. And if you're not going to. Yeah, you're right. He never does the. Nope. He never does the quit yelling at the movie theater in nope, the rap. Nope. He will say, he said, he has said terrible things about women and, 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 and awful and minorities and gays and all. All those things are just terrible things, but he will not touch black people with a 10-foot pole. Yeah, Eminem, you can't, dude, Kool-Aid rhymes with some stuff. Right, right, you can make, you can make, if you're going to make jokes about all that, you might as well make a joke about watermelon, right? Oh, yeah, I never, I never, uh, all right, I I love Eminem, and I understand, dude, obviously when you are submerged in hip-hop culture, uh, not, not, not using, not race baiting, probably a smart idea, like, probably a little self-preservation there of, like, yeah, especially when you're younger, but. Otherwise, it's going to be featuring nobody. (laughs) Right, you're the, you're the, I'm in your face, I'm in your face, I'm in your face. I know. Never separate, thought about it like that. Things. But you're right. He does because he loves he loves being a lightning rod. And he loves getting people all riled up. But he won't do that. Yeah. He's even said before that it's like, well, it's not that I so much have a problem with gay people or anything like that. I just like to cause, you know, chaos. I like to cause like a scene with yeah, it. I don't think he's a bigot at the know. end of the day. Although I you never know about people. You never know. But this is Big Sean featuring Eminem. The song's called No Favors. <laughs> I like Big Sean. I do too. Detroit rappers right here. And uh, his local uh, record rep is a big fan of We're friends. You can save your hand, I ain't gotta shake it. Everything lined up for the taking. And what I need from him, no favors. Click too big, break, gotta break it. Cause these others low key with the snake effect. Big Sean had a number one, number one record last year. And what I need from him, no favors. 
No favors. I've always liked him. What I need, no favors. Everything lined up for the takers. And what I need from him, no I'm about favors. getting a job done, boy, up every night. I'm about rolling the seven when I toss up the dice. I'm about getting my logo all blooded with ice. I'm about taking the risk that might fuck up your life. Time to point and shoot like camera crews in front of cameras, too. Damn, Sean, what happened to the humble attitude? I'm like, niggas took the flow, but I'm still standing too. Thought I had the Midas touching, and I went platinum too. Motherfucker, all your comparisons. I've been talking to God like that's my thing. Beat kind of sucks. You don't, you don't like it? No, it, I want it to kick somewhere. I want her to hit, I want something to hit in it, and it just, it just that, that it just hitting those highs. I want, right. some, I want something to hit in it. It almost sounds like. It almost kind of sounds like the Friday the Thirteenth music, just a little bit, uh, a little bit, a little, bit. little, little, uh, little like creepy ish. Do this for the crib to D the flint. Kids who can sit with lead, others get hit with the lead. From where they need a handout, but they tell you put hands up. The only deals I had was from the Sam's Club. Now it's blue blood in my veins, though you know what I came for. Born in the world, going where they told me I can't go. In my lane, no, I'm in the same boat as Usain Bolt. Get ahead by any means, so that has what he I. He just says he's in the same lane as Usain Bolt. Indeed he is. Oh, I he's like quick. it. He's I quick. like it. He's Big, running fast. Big Sean, I like it. Nice now, job. I got an angel. Show me everything's a blessing depending on the angles. Look, I am near. Anomaly. Never need a favor, so apologies. That's my new lifetime policy. Wood grain steering wheel is like a pirate ship. How many hot verses till you start acknowledging the pictures we've been painting? My nigga connected to a high power high. No, cause I don't write this shit. I think in my nigga. Look, all I ever did was beat the eyes. I like that too. But the more I go in, you're right. I need more. It need that beat does need something more. Well, it's okay for like it's okay for a verse, but once you get into a chorus, once you get into Give a bridge, you gotta yeah, you, you got you gotta you gotta put something behind it. I agree. You can shave your hand, I ain't gotta shake it. Everything lined up for the taking, and what I need from him, no favors. Click too big, break, gotta break it, cause these others low key with the snake and faking. Everything lined up for the taking, and what I need from him, no favors. No favors. If she was flavor, I won't save her. No taste buds for later. What you looking at, hater? Snoop Big Sean featuring Eminem. No favors there. Tastes like a nasty Try to copy my swag like a cheating classmate. I'll be the last face you see before you pass when you get your fucking ass graded like a math paper. So ahead of my time, late means I'm early, my age is reversing, I'm basically 30, amazingly sturdy, zany and wordy, brainy and nerdy, blatantly dirty, insanely perverted, grippy and scurvy, they blame me for murdering Jamie Lee Curtis, said I put a face in the furnace, beat it with a space heater, a piece of furniture, egg beater, thermos. It may be disturbing, what I'm saying is cringeworthy, but I'm urinating on Fergie. Call Shady, number 81, Shirley, I'm turning into the Aaron Hernandez, a rap state of emergency. The planet's having panic attacks, Brady's returning. Matter of fact, I may be deserving of a pat on the back like a Patriots jersey. Inexplicable stomach growl from the pit of it, like a fucking terrier hitting me. Despicable, dumb it down, ridiculous, tongue is foul, shoot off at the fucking mouth like a missile of thundercloud. His voice sounds different. He's doing that. Right? Oh, for sure. I mean, he's yeah, definitely yeah. doing that. I'll be honest with you. Normally, I think it's a dangerous thing to invite Eminem into one of your songs. I understand that helps make it a big song, but normally he's so big that he can overshadow you. Like, uh, like Eminem can overshadow you in your own song. But so far, I think Big Sean got the better. Of, not that they're competing, but I think Big Sean had the better of the verses so far. Up in mouth like a missile, a thundercloud, hundred pound pistol, pull the trigger, this gun will sound, and you'll get a pound like digital underground. 
and up and Koto with a clan poster with a lamp poster handle shutter a damn boat cutter a sandal Jeez. a can butter a candle rubber piano a flannel sucker some hands up butter a banjo and manhole cover hand over the mouth and no smother triple I mean if I heard that right he's talking about raping and Coulter with other devices yeah with 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 some some things it appears it seems like he wants to rape Ann Coulter I'm not crazy about that well that goes back to the hey you push the limits you push the limits and dude right. you're so edgy usually dude so but where do you go right. at some point right. right and that's what happens Hand over the mouth and no smother troop. Ran over the troop with the land rover, the band, the Lambo, Hummer, and roll runner, go ham, don't go Rambo. Uh, make an example of a that's for Sandra Blanco and Philando. Hannibal on the lamb, no wonder I am so stubborn. I'm anti, can't no government handle a commando. Your man don't want it, Trump's a bitch. I make his whole plan go under. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. A lot of people did. A lot of people, you know, took to Twitter and be like, "Oh my God, he called you know he called Trump a bitch." And it's like, uh, dude, plenty of musicians said awful things about Obama, and you know, I, I you know, the, I don't really have an issue with that one. The Ann Coulter thing, I felt a little personal, a little too far for me. And it's like, uh, let's not advocate rape. I'm not wild about that, but I don't have a problem with the Trump is a bitch thing. Man, no wonder I am so stubborn. I'm anti. Can't no government handle a commando. Your man don't want it. Trump's a bitch. I make his whole brain go under. And tell Dre I'm meeting him in L.A. White Bronco like Elway speeding. I'm about to roll over a chick. Del Rey CDN. I'm not crazy about Eminem in this. I don't, I don't like this voicing he's doing. Remember when he used to do the accent, when he used to sound like he was Middle Eastern all the time, and it was like, dude, enough. We get it. Like oh, you, tried, yeah. Yeah, you, you tried it, and you, and, and you kept trying it, and you kept doing it. I, I don't know it's why he's like, changing his voice. It's kind of like Gaffigan, where it's like, we get it. Once you say, Hot Pocket, 20 right. times, it's right. like, dude, it's not funny anymore. Get off the Hot Pocket. Leaving him pale face, medium size, straight. I usually like Eminem when he's pissed. Like that's my favorite Eminem is when he's angry. I think that's the best version of him. Get him, yeah, get him all drugged up and 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 and, and get him pissed off about something. Terrible parent, right? And then good records, good stuff. The song is still going on, by the way. I feel like this has been going on forever. Five and a half minute song. What? Yeah. Oh, that's not knowing your audience. Or not trying to make a hit. I mean, five and a half minutes? That's a long time for a song. And God, dude, honestly, this is the first time I've heard this, but all I've heard about this for the last two weeks is like, dude, he goes off on Donald Trump. And no, he didn't. He's like, dude, you're not going to believe it, dude. What Eminem says about Donald Trump is going to blow your mind. It's going to drop your jaw. Fantone, you're going to love it. And. He said, "Trump's the bitch." That was that, that was that was it. That's going hard. <laughs> Look is, out now! Is that? Oh, hold on, hold on. I believe they changed. Is that going in? And, is that the going in? Yeah, yeah, they are going in. And 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 honestly, not only did I hear that from people who were like, "Dude, you're gonna love it." He was off on Trump. I heard so many people. Oh, this Eminem. He's talking about the president. How disrespectful! What a piece of crap! All right, let me tell you what both those groups of people have in, have in common. What is that? They heard about the song. Haven't, haven't heard listened the, to or, it. Haven't heard the song. Haven't listened both to it. Both those groups of people have that in common. Um, and it's just like, well, listen, I mean, you know, certainly the president, you know, uh, the office alone deserves some respect, but this isn't new to presidents. We're, we're no, talking this is art and Trump, this is what Obama, happens. Bush, for back as, back as far as you can go, um, artists are Bush. always... 
born in the USA. Artists, I mean, that was an anti-president song. Artists are always going to be, you know, uh, uh, spitting their views out there. So I can't necessarily say I'm surprised that Eminem did it. But. Kind of what they're supposed to do um, a little bit. I, I, like I said, I wasn't crazy about the Ann Coulter stuff. Not cra- I don't care. I, you know, I'm not going to look to take Eminem down for it. Me personally, not wild about that. Um, but overall, I felt like Big Sean got the better of Eminem, and that alone kind of has to put me in half a turdville, right? Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's half a turd. It's kind of half. Like, I, I felt like Eminem could have made it that much better, and I, uh, he didn't do it. I'm dropping a full one. It's Whoa. a turd. Sucked, dude. That was, there was nothing about that song that was like, dude, I feel that. I like that. This, the beat sucked. Big Sean was mediocre at best, and Eminem left a lot to be desired there. So that song, pfft. Wow. Not very good. Wow. Not very good. Fantone went in. <laughs> harder than M did. There it is. There it is. We'll play you the new Zach Brown, My Old Man, next. Hang on. Turd Tuesday. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. If you're shopping around banking institutions, let me uh, suggest to you CSC Federal Credit Union, who I've been banking with for a few years now. Find more info at cscfcu.com. One of the things they're offering you right now is a fantastic balance uh, transfer offer via your credit card. Everybody you know, racks up a ton of debt over the holiday season. And then you try to pay it off all year right before the next holiday season. So we're going to make this easy on you. You're going to take your high credit card debt with that super high APR. We're going to get it switched over to a a CSE Visa card, pay a much lower rate, save yourself some money. That offer can be found at CSEFCU.com or by stopping by one of their four very convenient locations for you. CSE has been 100% local since the beginning. No plans to change that. More info, CSEFCU.com. Moving forward with uh, New Tur Tuesday now, we already played you the new uh, Big Sean featuring Eminem, No Favors. We were split. I voted half a turd. Fantone voted full-blown turd on that one. Did not care for it. And moving forward now, we have the new Zach Brown. This song is called My Old Man. I haven't heard this yet. But I'm not always the biggest fan of his. I liked Homegrown a lot. But like Knee Deep is like one of those songs that he's huge for. Hate it. Um, Chicken Fried is another song people love of his. I don't care for it. Like I, I, I only like a handful of Zach Brown stuff. He was a giant, and I was just a kid. I was always trying to do everything he did. I can still remember every lesson he taught me Growing up, learning how to be like my old man He was a lion were a father's pride, but I was defiant when he made me walk the line. That one he I knew how to lift me up and when to let me fall. Looking back, he always had a plan. Yeah, the song doesn't have to be all that great because we know what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, this song doesn't have to be complicated. This song doesn't have to be... If you have this relationship with your father, whether he be alive or not, this is going to be a song for you. You're right. It doesn't have to be masterfully written. Much like 
What was that Cole Swindell song? Wish you, you Should Be Here by Cole Swindell. That song was terribly written, but it was about the, it was about his dead dad, so it struck a chord with people and people loved it. Oh, man. Little dead dad points. Oh, Cashing them in. Teasy. Teasy. On his hands in dusty overalls, my old man. Now I finally understand. And that's one of those things that everybody knows. Everybody knows that. Like you, you realize you get older, and you realize, oh my God, you were just trying to help me. Like you weren't trying to make sure I didn't do what I wanted to do to have fun. You were just trying to help me have an easier life. Right. That's all you were trying to do was make my life easier, and I had to yell and be like a little disrespectful dick. Help me not make terrible decisions. Right. Help me not put myself in danger and it's things all, like that. Dude, everybody kind of knows that. You grow up and you realize, like, oh, my parents weren't the worst. Except for people who don't, because let's be real, there's some awful dads out there. I know okay. right now. Yeah. We're sitting around and we're like, yeah, dude, easy my for me to say. Good. I had a great dad. Right. You have a great dad. Right. It's easy for us to say that. You're right about that. I have a lot to learn from my old man. Uh, playing the string instruments in the background. Oh there. yeah, sad. Got, get him crying. You gotta make get him sad. Crying. Now I'm a giant. Got a son of my own. He's always trying to go everywhere I go. But he can't because you're on the road 300 oh, days a year. Yeah. Not paying attention, not paying to, attention to him at all. Dad, Sorry, dad, kid. look at my book report. Dad, dad, hey, I did this today. Dad, dad, dad. I don't care. I'm out here I, banging whores. I don't care. There's 40,000 people out there I got to right. sing for. I, gotta, I don't want to spend time with you and your mother. I hate you both. Remember, I got to go to those hotel parties with those other chicks that I'm not <laughs> supposed to be there with and all those drugs. Remember that? Don't tell your mom. Remember don't that? tell your mom. Remember that, Zach Brown, where when you were at hotel parties you weren't supposed to be at? Remember that? To go everywhere I go. Do the best I can to raise him up the right way. That was forced right Hoping there. That he someday wants to be like his old man. Well, that's the way you should parent. Is you should try to be who somebody would want to grow up to be. I would agree with that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I don't think anybody's disagreeing with the advice. I've always said about my dad that I knew as a kid, I knew as a child I had a, I had a good father. It wasn't until I became an adult that I had a great roadmap for life. Like, that's what you're, if, you, if your parents are good, that's what they are. They're roadmaps for life. And I didn't know that as a kid. It took me becoming an adult, and I think that's true of most people. Yeah. That's true of most people. I mean, it's a it's a it's a growing up moment when you see your parents as who they really are. I think that's something that uh, you know. It can go the other way too when you realize they're not as perfect as you think. Right. And I had that happen with both my parents too. Nobody's perfect. And that's what I was gonna say is that I think both are true at the same time for everybody. Yes. When you start to like, okay, hey, I can I can see where you were coming from, but I also see that you, much like me, are human with flaws, with 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 you know shortcomings. You're conflicted about things. Right. You have your own issues. Sure. This is Zach Brown, my old man. Looking down, my old man. 
good aspiration. You gotta fill those boots. Yeah, borrowing a little Colt Ford there. Borrowing, the, dust borrowing that one from Colt Ford there. Kind of stole that from uh, Working On. That's exactly. I mean, that's a lyric ripped right out is, of Working On. But isn't on. that isn't that a lyric that all country I mean, artists? welcome to yeah. welcome to music. Like, throw I'm, your hands in the air and yeah. wave them like you just don't care. I mean, I'm right. Exactly. Right. I'm not really taking them to task. Hey, he just said, "Yeah, I'm in the middle of a chorus." Oh my God, he James said, yeah. Hetfield. You better pay James <laughs> Hetfield for that. Fanto, give me the vote there. I'm gonna go with it's a turn. Number one, I'm not a real big fan of slower songs, so that the uh, right, off, right off right off the bat is going to be points against me there. Um. And, and well, I I made the point of this doesn't need to be a great song because it's 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 powerful enough. The message is powerful enough. There was just nothing special about that song. Just lazy strumming on a guitar and some lyrics about your dad that you kind of half-ass song. So, um, that's the song where Zach Brown will give his entire band a break during the concert. Right. They'll all go backstage, have a couple of drinks, and he'll be out there on the stage with the acoustic guitar. It's exactly what it was for. It's a half a setter. That's what they're called. They're called half sets. And that's what, it'll be midway through the set, and he'll do it, and he'll give the band a break. And I wasn't wild about it, but I'm going to vote not a turd. Because I understand the motivation to write it, and I understand there's a huge audience that's going to want this, and it's going to be a big record. wasn't my favorite song, and that'll be a pretty big uh, record for Zach Brown. And we will feed the machine with new Nickelback next on New Turd Tuesday. Turd Tuesday. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Nearing the end of New Tour Tuesday, already played you the new Big Sean featuring Eminem. We were split. I voted uh, half on that. Fantone voted full turn on that. Zach Brown Band, My Old Man, we were split on that. Fantone voted full turd on that. I voted, uh, wasn't my favorite song, but I voted not a turd. Feel like that'll be a big hit for country music fans. I'm flushing them. Is that right? Yeah. I'm not the biggest Zach Brown fan. They're good live, but uh, they're not my favorite. And they're one of the uh, quote-unquote broke country artists that I don't really hate. I mean, certainly not like, dude, I got to go home and listen to ZBB. But But they cast a wider net because they're not as... It's not as pop music based, and his voice isn't as annoying as like some people find Luke Bryan to be. A lot of people put them in the the, the other you know category of country. Like music. Eli Young Band is yeah. another band very much the same. Chris like that. Stapleton, yes, where the, these guys all kind of have a where different the songs sound. are written the exact same way, but they just have different sounds. Which I guess is you know maybe why I feel a little differently. But yeah, no, that probably song, that song was a turd. Sorry, your dad died. I really am. I mean, I, I wish it didn't happen, but <laughs> song sucked. But your dad died like everybody else's dad will eventually oh, die. My dad's still alive. Shut up. Don't say that. He's got a mustache. He's fine. I don't know why you think the mustache is what saves your oh, it's old man. the power of my father right there, dude. Everybody's dad, you know, you know, when you're a kid. You're my like, dad oh. was a beard guy. Yeah. He's like, oh, you know, you're, my dad's so strong. My dad can do this. My dad can do that. And it all came from my dad's mustache. It has never not had a mustache. Came out of the womb, actually, with a stash. So taught me everything I know about mustaching. That's just <laughs> a lot. He says that like he's a mustaching expert, as if know. there is a thing. Funny, dude. Plenty of downtown Cantonites have, have a better mustache. Little stash going right there. So now we're going to move into Nickelback. Now I want to make this clear because I have not heard this song yet. Okay. Okay. But I find everybody's hatred of this band to be annoying. Mm-hmm. It's not even that I like them. It's that I find how much you hate them. To be annoying. Okay. Right? And I think that a lot of you are lying about it. And I think part of this is, is I want to be one of the cool kids. The cool kids don't seem to like Nickelback, so I'm going to pretend I don't like Nickelback because I was never cool in high school and I want to be cool at 40. 
And I always use this analogy, and it's totally true, because I got buddies my age. It's not just young kids who ate on Nickelback. I got buddies my age. And I like, dude, my buddy Rodney's one of these, right? I love him. He's in a band. He's in a really good band, and he's got really good taste in music, mostly. But he loves Def Leppard and hates Nickelback. Strange. What? Makes my head spin around. Strange. What? It's the same goddamn band. Pretty damn close. It's the same goddamn band. Pretty damn close. Same band. I uh, I mean, I understand if Nickelback isn't necessarily your favorite artist on the face sure. of the planet, but it's you it. don't have to like it. It's like McDonald's, where everybody's like, oh, pff, I don't even eat McDonald's. Well, they're selling billions and billions of burgers, and it's like, dude, it's like, the, it's like the you big, love them, Arches. It's like the Big you Bang Theory. Them. Everyone I know is like, oh, that show sucks. It's terrible, and I agree. But Again, number one show on television. Somebody's watching exactly. it. Exactly. Somebody's watching it. Exactly. Rolling Stone had printed this once, and it was totally true. I went back and I looked at the height of Big. Bang Theory success, more people were watching the Big Bang Theory per week than The Office and 30 Rock combined. So while everybody's telling you they don't like Big Bang Theory, they're lying to you. It's just that they don't think you like it and Twitter hates it, so they don't they can't admit that they like it. I'm telling you the truth, I hate the Big Bang Theory. Hate yeah, it. you hate always it. have. Hate hate the first season of the Big Bang Theory, very, very funny. Right. I don't know where we go from there, but I can tell you when that show first came out, I looked at my roommate at the time and I said, We watched two episodes of that show. I looked right, she'll tell you. I looked turned on the couch, looked right at her, said, This is this will be the biggest hit on TV. Sure enough, biggest hit on TV. Nickelback. Heck is the Big Bang Theory of rock and roll. They are. All right. All and right. I'm going to give you another analogy right. here in a minute, exactly why you hate Nickelback and why you hate Bill Belichick. We'll give you that. But this is Feed the Machine on New Tour Tuesday. The back going a little heavy. Kroger might have dyed his hair black or something. I wish Pantera fans would realize that a really good Nickelback song was actually written about your hero, Dimebag Daryl. Side of a Bullet was written about Dimebag Daryl. Because Dimebag Daryl and Chad Kroger, wait for it, we're friends. Whoops. This feels a little old, Nickelback. Which isn't going to be bad. That won't be bad. He doesn't have the best voice. Oh, that's your problem with them? Well, I'm not saying that's like my problem, dude. This is why Nickelback, but he's I don't view Chad Kroger as as, as a great singer, maybe not even All right, as a good I, singer. I'm gonna put you on the spot here, okay? Because okay. you ring that bell a lot. So who does that? I mean, obviously, like you can listen to Chris Cornell and just know that that dude has a fantastic voice. Yeah, that's a great. That, you, you can hear that. And that's I mean, I'm true. not saying I'm not saying every artist is Chris Cornell, but uh, you know, it's 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 you've got much a, like Adele's got a better singing voice than Gaga. Exactly, exactly. Okay, but right. Gaga's still a huge performer. Huge hitter. Vince Neil, it's not a good singer, but a no, huge but star. a great band. Right. Okay. All right. Does he sound drowned out to you? Very much. Sounds like a local track. A good chorus to do it. Do it. That's what they do. Leaving your bones out on the stones, picking them clean. 
leaving the bones out on the stones. But again, make this an instrumental track, and the people who tell me how much they hate Nickelback, if I took the vocals out of that, they'd be like, man, that band sounds killer. Listen to that riff, man. Is that new Breaking Listen to that band? riff. That, oh, dude, who is that? That's, that's a guitar Abel. player. Man, that's so good. That's a good riff, man. My darkest days. That's riffs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Those are the same people who tell me they don't like Nickelback. In Disturbed t-shirts, you douche. They're like, you Seether is so good. I love Seether, but again, yes, similar thing. Uh. Yeah, I gotta admit, this isn't great. No. Hey, Nickelback's not that bad, guys. Listen to our reasons. We're gonna tell you Nickelback, and maybe you should like them. Well... Here, I'm going to tell you, dude, Leader of Men was a great song. Breathe is a great song. How You Remind Me was a smash hit song. Too Bad, smash hit. Never Again, smash hit. They're hit makers, man. Whether you want to admit it or not, they're hit makers. Certainly hit makers, but are all those good songs? I think, yeah. I think Leader of Men's a great song. I think Breathe, Not a hit there. Not a hit. Not a hit. Leader that, hit not, not a hit. So you're listing songs that are great songs, in your opinion, and then you're listing a list of hit songs. I think Never Again was a great song. Okay. I think How You Remind Me was a great song. Before you were told you shouldn't like Nickelback, you liked How You Remind Me. You did. And then your friends told you you were a loser, and so then you were like, well, I don't want to be a loser. I want to be a cool kid. I want to be invited to the cool lunch table. You never will be. No more questions. Get back in You know what it is? I'm not a musical elitist. Like, that's I, I don't care about stuff that people care about. I'm starting to like the chorus more. Um, to me, it's not it's not repeatable. It's not like I can like sing along to this, and that's where I want Nickelback. I don't feel, and I always say this is how you can tell what a radio hit's going to be. If you can't help but sing the chorus in your car, hit, smash. When I was a music director for this company, Record labels would come in and they would want to take you out to lunch and they'd want to play your records. And I would always say, dude, let's go to lunch. Let's talk about the record. I don't care. But until- Give me drugs. Yeah, I don't care. It was a stupid lunch. What are we going to Applebee's for? Just give me cocaine. But until I drive around in my car and listen to it 10 times, I can't tell you if I like it. And then what I would do is if I drove around in my car and liked it, I would take it to my buddy who was a DJ at a strip club and I'd give it to him. And if dancers liked it and I liked it in the car in traffic and dancers liked it, hit and it went on the radio. That's exactly that was my system. Worked, by the way. And yeah, if Zach Wilde's playing that exact same riff, or if it. I told you Zach Wilde was the right. one playing that riff, you're gonna He's be like, so "Oh good. my God, Zach Zach's Wilde, so good. the best ever!" He's so good, and he is. But Zach Wilde is really good. So let me tell you why you hate Nickelback. Okay. Right. Because of the formula. Okay. That's why you hate it. Okay. You hate the system. You hate the system. Much like you hate the New England Patriots system. And you know why you hate it? Because it's successful. 
and you hate other people being successful and you can't find your system for success. But nobody falls ass backwards into stardom. It's a it's a plan. And you follow the plan, you execute the plan, and then greatness happens. But you hate it because you can't find a way to do it in your own life and because of how successful it is. And we are just hardwired to hate things that are more popular or than we, than we ourselves are. And music starts like this. This is the greatest band ever. I want to tell everybody. Once you tell everybody they all like it, now you hate it because now everybody else likes it. That's the biggest irony in music is that when you find something that's awesome, you want to tell everybody you, you, you wish they would like it the way you did until they do. And then now you hate it. But you hate Nickelback for the same reason you hate Bill Belichick and for the same reason that you hate Tom Brady. Because they have the dedication and the restraint to stay within the bounds that you should to be successful. And you can't find a way to do it, so you'll hate on those who can. This might grow on me, dude. It might grow on me. I wish Kroger was turned up a little bit more so I could be like, all right, what am I supposed to be that, singing here? Honestly, for a nationally touring band, for a platinum selling artist, and like for real producers, that's inexcusable. I'll give you that. There's new Nickelback, Feed the Machine. Nice. Machine noises at the end. I like no, that. No, we need it. That way we know we fed the machine. Well, Pink Floyd started that. Right. Nickelback going to finish All right. it. All right. Phantom, give me the vote, though. It's a turd. Outside of a guitar riff that was pretty cool, that song just didn't do anything for me. I'm not in the Nickelback hater crew. I'm not You're like, not. You, know, no, I know. Yeah, you know what, Nickelback, the worst band on the planet. But I kind of expected more out of them. And 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 for what sounded like a very generic radio rock song, um, I, you know, I haven't heard new Nickelback in a while, and I kind of thought, like, all right, they're gonna they're gonna hit us with a smash, and then six weeks from now we'll do a turn for them. And that song didn't feel like a smash to me. No, it so. kind of sounds like they're going the opposite way. We'll give yeah. you this one, and then the follow up will be a will be a real big smash. I'm gonna vote half. Eh, it's half a turn because I feel like it, I feel like the the chorus will grow on me at, at some point. And, uh, and again, one more one more thing on this. I once interviewed Hinder on their first record. Lips of an angel hinder there, right? Uh, yeah, I, I once interviewed Hinder on their first record, and I asked, um, I asked Austin, who is no longer their lead singer, but he was once upon a time, and he and I became sort of friendly-ish, and we would stay in contact throughout the years, and I asked him, uh, you know, once upon a time about the sellout mentality of bands like that, and you know what he said to me? He goes, dude, there are billions of people in the world that like this kind of music, and I know how to write it. So what am I supposed to do? Work in a factory and not right. and not write songs right. because people think that it's pussy rock? He's like, I'm not going to work jobs I hate because I know how to do something and other people think it's queer. Right. He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out there and get mine and do what I want to do. I know how to do this, and people like it. There's 
there's plenty of jobs out there right now that I think are stupid or what you produce is stupid, but I'm not hating on you for doing that job, for going out there and, been, and earning your paycheck. And obviously, if you have the talent, if you have the skill and the ability to do it, then yeah, God bless you. Get out there. Sing your crappy rock songs. I'm, uh, I'm being told that just because a band is successful doesn't mean you have to like it. No. And nobody is saying that to you. What I'm saying, though, is that people lie about liking this band because you don't sell 55 million records. I've never heard anybody say I'm a Nickelback fan, ever. Certainly. Ever. Yet their shows sell out. Yet their shirts sell out. Yes, their albums sell out. I feel like anytime I see somebody in like a Nickelback shirt or anything Nickelback related, I'm always like, I'm glad I'm not you, but someone's buying them. And again, there are bands I like whose shirt I won't wear. Right? That, that's, I'm a big Seether fan. Not Probably wouldn't wear a Seether t-shirt. But I like the band. You don't have to like it just because it's successful. But what you should do is stop lying about it if you do. Because I hate people like that because what it is is you're trying to impress your friends. Even if you, okay, let's so say stupid. let's say the person who tweeted in is not lying. They genuinely do like I think I think back. this guy is telling the but, truth and does not okay, like Nickelback. Okay, all right, that's, that's the case. That's the facts. I don't understand why we have to wage a war on Nickelback. There's plenty of things right. I don't like in life. Plenty of things. And I don't subject myself to them because I, I don't guess like I, them. My thing is I guess I just don't get why Popper Roach doesn't get attacked the way that Nickelback does. That's always been my thing. It's I, like, what? I, I hate black olives. I do. I hate I hate olives as a whole, but I just don't eat them. I don't like I don't like tweet about like, dude, olives dude. are the worst thing on the face of the planet. Dude, I gotta tell you, I am so happy you said okay. olives that fast. I was like, where are we? What is happening? What is going on? Black, what do you hate? What? All right, we have a local artist here out of New Philly. We kind of have to be fast yeah, about this. I ran way over my clock here. This is Brothers out of New Philly, and the song's called Voodoo Love. You saw these guys at Buzzman, right? Yeah, Friday night, and they were good. They were damn good. Drummer was really good, and if you have a good drummer, normally I'm, I'm in. A little poppy sound there. Yeah, I like it. Amazing. Just good beer drinking music. That they have a producer better than Chad Groger. That is amazing. Yeah, quality stuff here. Again, you gotta get, gotta give leeway on production value for a local band. straightforward rock and roll sounds like it has i don't know like a bit of these these kids probably grew up listening to like the strokes i want to say yeah i bet that that sounds right yeah it almost has that british sound to it just plug in and play goodness which rock needs more of you said three kids in this yeah, it was a three-piece. A, a lot of sound for three people. Yeah. They're different. I like it. 
Yeah, talented guitar player there. Little sle- little sleazy-ish. Uh-huh. Sounds like all these guys have HPV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. But a little bit, like, throwback 70s plug-in yeah. and play rock and roll, a little uh, MC5-ish. No, it definitely has a, a retro sound to yeah. it. There's almost a little rockabilly hidden in there. Mm-hmm. Voodoo Love by a band called the Brothers out of Philly, out of New Philly, sorry. A lot of talent coming out of New Philly. Yeah. Cardi's out of there. Brothers out of there. Was that what I think it was? Let's uh let's be careful about that. Okay. There you go. Sorry, I uh I I, I was unaware that that uh that that was in there. I I must have misheard that. That's totally on me. I misheard that last night when I was listening to I it. I don't think it's what we thought it was, but uh, better safe than better sorry. Safe than sorry. Better safe than sorry. I'm not getting fired for the brothers. And there. I think we had enough of it to uh, yeah. make our make our opinion. Yeah, there we go. I, I, honestly, I got to get out of here for this clock. To be honest with you, so where are you on that? Not a turd. Straight out of New Filthy, the brothers right there. I liked it a lot. I would agree. That's not a turd. I obviously, I feel like you guys knew that the way I was going to vote. Saw him on Friday yeah, night. I like this. Wanted to get him on the show, and so uh, so we did that there. And I, 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 dude, New Turd Tuesday Fest probably should be a thing. Yeah, should probably be a thing, right? We're finding enough good artists where that should probably be a thing. But we're going to have to do a lot of work if that's going to. That's happen. all right, and I'm not I'm not afraid to do that. But I um, but uh, dude, I, I've been cryptic about this. Mike at Buzzman wants to do it. Yeah. He's asked me about it a couple of times. Yeah. I'm going to meet with him. We're going to sit down. We're going to get this done. Are you guys going to eat waffles? Can I come? If you guys are going to eat waffles, I want to be there. Right. Waffles. Side, side for that, we're done for the day. We'll be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. It is Captain Tony in for Fishhead next on Rock 106.9.